Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. We have Ben Ochoa with us today. Thanks for joining us, man. What up? How's it going? Super excited for this one. <laughs> it's always like kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. I see you guys doing this online and yeah. like the last time you did the intro. Yeah. With that lady. That was funny. <laughs> so this has been a couple months in the making. Yeah. I've yeah. been really looking forward to yeah. this. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that we'd come in on Tuesday for a guest. So this is very special. Are you guys closed on Tuesdays? No, no we, only, we usually only do podcasts on Monday. This is actually the first week we've done them back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is kind of cool, a little different. Yeah. Oh, you did one yesterday. Yeah, I don't even remember who we had yesterday. Joe? Joe. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we had one of our own. All right, I'm going to cut right, this I out. Saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, I thought I left the yeah. market. Kind of a chiller episode. No, no, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like, Joe. yeah, yeah. He's like it a boy, fun. so like. Yeah. Yeah. We were I just kind of talking. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do one with Pablo, but. <laughs> Neither of us speak the same language. Oh, just had man, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have done captions in English, man. What's that? I would have done captions in English. But would so you have understood it? That's yeah, the like thing. Is <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a little mic here and Oscar just be feeding you what he's saying. If you could do when the captions are on as you're filming, then just read it as you go. Well, you know what? That would have been a thing. Like a present. Correct. Yeah, if we, yeah, that, that <laughs> like could monitor. Work. Chris, our manager at the other shop, he got this little device off Kickstarter. Uh, that communicates in every language. Oh, yes, I've seen that. So, yeah, he's just going up to him saying this, you know, it relays back. You talk English into it. And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. That works, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. Pablo goes to Chris. Uh, no, he goes, no. How do you say, <laughs> yeah, it? Right. say it again? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not working. <laughs> yeah. So how was your trip down? The trip was good. Um, like I said, I always travel with the family. It's It's a thing for me, I know. Some tattooers are like, how do you do that? I'm like, how do I not do it? Like, yeah. I can't not, I can't, I have to take them. Uh, the flight was a lot of turbulence. Yeah. A lot. Do you guys do straight shot I'm just here? like, I have to switch with the phone. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. Because yeah. what are you going to do? 4D on. I can feel it, man. Yeah, you can't do nothing about it. But the flight was fine. Like, we've been on way longer flights. We went to Italy this, early this year. Yeah. Uh, for my wife's birthday, so. Yeah, that this flight was regular, nothing crazy. Right, it's like six-ish hours. Mm-hmm. No, dude, they they said five five hours. I got us there in four hours and eleven minutes. Wow, he bowed the, the guy, <laughs> but he was like, "Hey, we're running a little late, so we're gonna try and get there sooner." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, yeah. this guy yeah. just put it <laughs> put it down." And I was like, "All right." So Wait, did he cool. announce yeah. that? He did. I would have been stoked. And I was like, "Okay." We're going. That's why there's turbulence. <laughs> Skirting. Just cutting right through it. <laughs> yeah. He must be from Miami. <laughs> I'm sure. And yeah. have you guys always traveled together? So in the beginning of my career, no. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't afford it. Right. You know how it is. Like, when you first start out tattooing, there's really not a lot of money into it. Right. And slowly made my name, you know, and then I was able to take Kim with me, and we had our son, then slowly, just little by little. Every once in a while, it was like, what it started out as, every, like, two or three travels, they'd go with me. Right. And now it's every single one. Every How were the first couple? For me? Right. Alone? I mean, it's what it, it is what it is, but... Well, with, with bringing fi- the family. My kids are amazing at travel. Yeah. My kids don't cry on the plane. They don't complain about... They complain about standing in one spot too long. Yeah. Like, we go, went to Disney World yesterday... If the line was more than 20 minutes, the kids are like, nope. Yeah, not worth it. <laughs> it's not that they don't want to get on it. They more just don't want to go. That's the fast path. My kids don't mess around. <laughs> they, they don't waste time. They're like, let's yeah. do it. Let's do something. But it was, uh, 
you know, the first couple times we we went together, it was good. Nice. It was it's just awesome to see them. They're able to experience what I yeah. experience. You know, we homeschool our kids, or I should say, Kim homeschools the kids. <laughs> so whenever we go somewhere like with historical value, she teaches them. She gives them lessons. That's and pretty so, cool. She's cool. amazing. Kim's so a lot of field trips. A lot of field trips. <laughs> yeah. So there was one time we went. Where did we go? We went to Utah. She's over here reading all these things at this museum. And I'm like, I'm not going to stand here and read. No, I'm not the one in school. Airboat, come on. <laughs> we just moved along. But it's it's one of those things. It's just really cool to be able to take them to see the world. I never, I mean, I traveled a lot when I was a kid. My dad's military. But they get to see it for fun. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. So, yeah, it's never been hard traveling with them. Right. Ever. No, I mean, I was telling you I'm going to start. Trying to bring the fam along. Yeah. Going. You just got married, yeah. right? Yeah. Congratulations, Thanks, man. Dude. Appreciate that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, because I've always done it alone. Yeah. You know? And um, wh- like when I travel, it's very like regimented. So, it, it, you know, even with like the boys and stuff, like they're going out at night. I'm like, no. okay, I got to go home. Yeah. You know, I got to yeah. be up at, you know, seven, start drawing this and that. So I'm hoping she can also like break me out of that a little bit. Like, maybe relax a little more? No. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I travel, too, like, Kim's always telling me, take a, j- take a day and enjoy it. Like, if somebody cancels at a convention, I'm yeah. like, I got to book this. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 just go explore the city or wherever I'm at. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. So I, I'll try and book it. Um, <laughs> right, but I'm yeah, very the same way. Like, I do, when I go to the conventions, I don't go out and drink. I don't go part. I'm not a party person. I go back to the room after I'm done for the day and I design till like two in the morning. Right. Then I go to sleep for what, two hours? Yeah. <laughs> Get up, make the stencil. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm the same way. Like I, I'm very like strict on, especially when I travel, I'm more strict when I travel than I am at home. Yeah. I am too at home. I'm not late right. or anything like that, but it's definitely something that she tries to like kind of loosen it up a little bit for me and it doesn't work. Well, there, I think there's more distractions when you travel, you know, yeah. or at least Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, when I travel, I'm more strict because I right. know those distractions are out there. Yeah. So, like, when we had dinner at the Anime Con, it was like, okay, this is nice. Right. But that's it. That's as right. far well, as I go. it was over, right? It's that, not that I don't yeah. want to hang out. It's yeah. just I know that if I go hang out, I'm going to be up later yeah. designing what I have to do for the next tattoo. And it's like, it's too much. Then I don't sleep. That's no good. Yeah, but it's like the pros and cons to just like getting the work done. Yeah, big time. When we were when we were in Virginia, these guys were going out to like three, four in the morning. I saw it saw your post. I was like, damn. Yeah. Nice. I only need two hours of sleep though, you know? (laughs) But see, you're young, man. How old are you? Wake up eating some Skittles. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I remember one of these. But there's sometimes like I'll get in like a groove and I'll stay up till four in the morning and I'll go to work at I'll leave at 10, and I'm good. But yeah. then there's other times where I'm just, I'll work five, six days a week. Because I love tattooing. Like, I don't, yeah. of course, we all need to live and make money and stuff. I love what I do. Sometimes I've had clients, I, I'll, like, walk them out, and they'll forget. I'll forget they got to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, bro, I got to pay you. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you I just had so much yeah, fun. You're like, yeah. See, like, but so that's much. it, you know, and I think that's important for tattooers. Otherwise, you're going to get burned out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is good good to have the, like those boundaries and stuff. I I remember even like when we opened this place, uh, you know, I was single. I was like staying with a friend. Like I had no accountability to like anything, and I just like worked seven days a week for a while. Yeah, you know, and burnt myself out. Yep. 
right? And then, uh, like, I, I would never know what day of the month it was or the date, and I wouldn't make plans, and all of a sudden I had no social life, and I'm like, well, I don't have any friends. That's <laughs> me. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's me. My only friends are clients. Yeah, and and guys like you, like people that are in the industry that actually reach out and try and be like, say what's up. But I'm very like, I like to say I'm Bruce Wayne in it. I just disappear. Yeah. (laughs) I swear, dude, all the time I used to get like, not no more because people like my friends that go to conventions know how I am. But maybe like five, six years ago, still people would ask me, hey, you're going to come to the after party? Are you staying at this hotel? Are you right. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you staying at? What room are you? I'm like, I'm not even in the same hotel. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then know, like right. some conventions, have you guys run into where they get upset if you don't book with their recommended hotel? I've had that several times. Huh. I've like, seen it that they like recommend you book their hotels, but I've never heard about why, them like, they getting like, upset. Kickbacks or something? I, I don't know. I think they make a deal with the venue or whatever yeah. it may be, the hotel. That they can throw the convention if they book out this many rooms. That uh, yeah. I, that's my understanding of it. I could be wrong, but I've gotten like messages, not like rude, but like, "Hey, man, what happened? Why didn't you book at the hotel?" I'm like, "Because everybody's gonna get drunk, and I don't want right. to hear it till three in the morning, and I got I got things I got to do." Yeah, and then I don't need my friends knocking on my door like, "Hey, bro, come on." That's <laughs> yeah. how it is, you yeah. know. <laughs> so no, definitely, I don't. I don't really do any of that stuff. Yeah, especially if you got the whole family, dude. Yeah. Like, do, don't knock on my they're, door. They're, they're, they're like a block for all that. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's just, and then it, they're, in a, they're a, an escape goat. I was about right. to say, it's a great fucking, you know, escape <laughs> dude, dude, plan. Dude, yeah. Kim goes out more than I do. Nice. Like, we went <laughs> yeah. to Canada, and we always tell the story. We went to Canada. It was around Halloween, right? I don't know when it was. The point is, she went to a haunted house she got to go hang out with her friends. I went back to the house with the kids. I was tired. I was like, I just want to go back. So Kim, she'll go do these things with people, but I'm the one that goes to work right, there. Right. But I'd rather have it like that than she. She's always stuck at the house. So, has that ever like tripped you up? Like they're like, "Yo, come out with us tonight," and you're like, "No, nah, I got to stay back with the fam." And they're like, "I well, say that all the time." She's coming, you know. And you're like, "Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, still." But if she's gone, then that's still cool for me because somebody's got to watch the kids. Nice. And, and, and like right. with babysitters, man, I'm really weird with that. Yeah. I had when I was a kid, I had a crazy babysitter. Oh yeah. She scared the shit out of me, dude. She <laughs> put on a, like a scary mask. It was during Halloween time. I was like my daughter's age. She was just like torture you. And she like, yeah, PTSD. Yeah. Stage one right there, like, <laughs> and so like as far as that goes, I don't. We don't do the babysitter stuff. Yeah. Sometimes like we've had like family watch them, but it's very like short, and we don't yeah. stay out too long. Well, yeah, it seems like you guys have figured it out where you really never need that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, She's cool. Kim's one of those people. She wants to sell everything, which no way. <laughs> I have too many collectibles and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, let's just get a van or a mini home. I'm like, hell no. Right. I'm gonna put much. my statues, man. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I'm not putting that in storage. And it ends up on storage wars or something. Like, no, right, I'm good. Right, right. Damn, that's funny, dude. The uh, my girl and I were talking last night, and you know, Christmas is coming up. We're talking about gifts and all this stuff, and she's yeah. like, "Let's do like an experience thing." That's exactly right? what we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine." And then I will like start bringing up like s- some s- stuff that I like things. Yeah. And she's like, "Yo, if you bring one more thing into this house, that's how she is." She's like, "You just keep filling this house with bullshit, and then I got to take care of it." You know? She's that's like, "Whether Kim. it's the shoes, the action figures, the Dusting dog." It. That's how Kim is. She's like, yeah. "Where are you gonna put that? We'll go to this place uh, back where we live. When you guys come out, I want to take you. It's called Franken Sons. Have you okay. heard of it? No. So it's a collectible show. It's like." Every booth at Comic Con, three times a week. Damn. Every week. 
Yeah. What? And there was times I'd go there and spend a, I collect comics. Yeah. And like, if I, I'm sure if I sold all my comics, I could buy a car. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, would you? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I talk that. about it all the time, but I know that once that is gone from my possession, it's like, it's weird. Yeah. But no, she tells me all the time, where are you going to put that? Pops. I got into Pops, <laughs> the, the Funko Pops. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, those things are dangerous. And it started with like five or six. I was supporting my friend's channel. He started an auction thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll buy a couple. And then I just started seeing all the cool stuff they had, and I'm like, oh, I need that Ninja Turtle. I need that Batman. Yeah, yeah. and it's easy because they're only like ten bucks. So you just yeah. grab and one then here, it just, you grab one my, there, and then my room, you know it. my office at home is covered. All the walls are covered. Right, they're really not that cool unless you have like a wall of. Pops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need like an army of them. Yeah. And then the shop yeah. too. Like if you guys go to the shop, you'll see them in the back wall. Yeah, they're yeah. everywhere. I want to go to the museum. museum. Like no man's land a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful with that, bro. I can't tell you the amount of time. I've spent like with opening the new shop of like just standing in my house being like, what am I going to bring to the new shop? That's what I do right now. now. We're moving and I do that right now. I'm like, I still got to take some of the stuff because there's stuff in my office. I told her when we open the new shop, I'm just taking this because we don't need it here. Right. You know, I have like a commercial grade glass case for like my favorite figures or statues. I don't need that. It's nice to have it, but. I don't need it at the house, man. Right. Right. Can't Ooh. help it. Yeah. But you yeah. should check it out. There's a cool spot down here. It's called Tate's. Yeah. It's like one of the biggest. She's like, there. don't yeah. tell him this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to. I'm going to draw you a map. It sucks. Don't go there. <laughs> Here's the yeah. map it, on it's, a napkin. It's Florida's biggest comic book and collectible store. Oh, It's dude. like the size of like a Publix or like a. Grocery store. A grocery <laughs> store. It's the size of a grocery store or like a large Walgreens or CVS. Yeah. It's just comic. So that sounds like the the Frankincense because it used to be yeah. a Sam's Club, mm-hmm. and it's just insane. Yeah, like it's like two stories. They have like a second story. Yeah, just art and prints and stuff. We used to go it's there, like, bro. No joke. I used to take my son there every weekend for a couple months, and Kim's like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, and I'm like, "It's okay." And I have like eighty Dragon Ball figures that I'll never look at again. <laughs> well, there was a point where I was doing Dragon Ball tattoos. And so when I do, whenever I can get like a, a statue or something to reference, I'll photograph that instead of using something online. Right. But then what I started doing is taking those statues and I started animating like the, like the anime. So it looks not realistic. Mm. I got a lot of heat for doing Dragon Ball, which I don't care. Right. I got a lot of heat for doing <laughs> Dragon Ball realistic and not animated. And I yeah. was like, what does it matter? Yeah. yeah. You know, but it is what it is. I got it does tax right off to me, man. Reference. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Because it sounds like uh, I have the same disease as you just in shoes. You know? I've noticed. Yeah. So I had to like delete the apps. Like, uh, not, yeah, me too. Not like go. What app were you using? Well, I'll use all of them. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, because sometimes you have better deals in other spots. Yeah. And well, then StockX started losing their rep correct. with the certifications correct. or authentic- authenticities or whatever. Well, because I think I told you, like, for a few years, we, like, had a resale business and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, with that, you get in all these, like, WhatsApp group chats. You get all, like, the phone number contacts. You get all the people on Facebook. You know, and then, obviously, you know, GOAT, StockX, you know, Hypebeast, whatever it is, you know. So, my process used to be I used to just go on, like, the newsletters, like, whatever the fashion ones were, the hype. 
no idea what I wanted to buy. And I was like, but I'll find something. Yeah, you know? that's how I was too. <laughs> and then I'm like, what is this? Like, this yeah. is the you're dumbest win- thing I've ever... You're window shopping on the yeah, phone. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I do the same thing. And then man. I'll get hyper-focused on a pair, and then it's like a chase. Like, how cheap can I find this pair? Yep. You know, I'll put it in the group chat. I'll text everyone, can you get this and this you size? Or a couple bids here, yeah, a bid there, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then for hits. a while, I had this bad habit of every night before bed, I would just go on, like, StockX, Grailed, whatever it was, um, and put up maybe 20 to 50 bids a night of just half price, whatever it was listed at half price. Mm. And then you do that for months, you know, you'll get like five, six shoes a week. People will just be like, whatever. I just got to get rid of it for half price. Mm-hmm. So that's how it all started. And I just created like a business out of that. But it, you know, it's tedious. I, you know, Every night, put yeah. out like a bit. I think there was a point in time you told me you were like ordering shit in your sleep. You're like, I don't even remember <laughs> oh, buying yeah. this. I might have done that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get stuff in the mail. I'm like, I didn't order this. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, don't lie. I'm like, I don't remember ordering this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, I've had people like, it's kind of, I don't mean to say it like in a bad way, but we've had clients. Yeah, clients, huh? Like sent like find out my address, right? And se- and I appreciate the gifts they send me. Yeah, I've gotten gifts. I feel like damn Messiah in the Matrix or something. Yeah, but I'm like, how did you get my know, stuff? But then if weird. you look, bro, you can find anybody's yeah. information now. That's yeah. how they're doing. They could have sent it to the shop, you know. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes they do. But I we've gotten stuff at the house, bro, and I'm like. That's kind of scary, man. Like, John's got some stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask if we could talk about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't even get it. I mean, you explain what happened. I, unfortunately, I wasn't here that day. Uh-huh. But John has a fan, a big fan. Oh. And she sent some, what I can only describe as love juice. Whoa. <laughs> Yo, blood, no. hair. You're lying. Yeah, no, I'm not lying. Uh, to your house? Underwear. No, to here. Oh, I was yeah. like, bro, yeah. lock your doors. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. House. Move. Wow. And a picture of John with his eyes cut out. You're lying. <laughs> no, not that part. <laughs> no, but all the other shit, yeah, she sent or, or claims to send. She or, put some weird stuff on the Patreon comment. I didn't understand what it was. Yeah. I'm like trying to decipher it like the Zodiac Killer. Ugh. Let's yeah. let's decipher before he becomes the killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's leaving wow. clues, baby. Get to the bottom yeah. of this. <laughs> I was actually kind of upset that they threw it away before John and I saw it. Not that I want to see it. Taking or... pictures for evidence. I think we they took they, a video. They took like a video. Wow. It looks like an autopsy. Like they're everyone's like gloved up and has protection on, and they're just opening it like this. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I've seen some people get some crazy stuff. This guy used to work got like. It was like a cipher for real. Like it was a bunch of like letters, and then it said, I forget what it said. Like it had a word at the end of it, and we were there for hours trying to be like, "What does this mean?" It's yeah. in Latin because it was sent. Fun, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is crazy, man. But yeah, people are, they can be kind of wild sometimes, man. Yeah. <laughs> you think she's gonna watch this and be like, "He's talking about me"? Oh well, yeah, one hundred percent. That's exactly what he's. She has happened. a continuous conversation in his uh, DMs with herself. She asks a question and answers it. I don't know if she's acting like John, oh. but I mean, role, role playing. Yeah, she's being prepared. You know? She's trying to get. She's attention. larping, man. <laughs> she's larping. You ever get people that like unfollow that follow you, and then unfollow you, and then follow you? And I've had that. I've noticed it oh, sometimes. Yeah. That's how you and get I'm shot like, right to the top. What is this? 
And I'm like, they're just, do they want me to follow them back? What? Yeah. I don't understand that's, what that is. That's what they want. <laughs> You're just creeping me out at this point, though. Like, Was it Cam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you should follow them. Yeah. Yeah. You should really, really look at, back at that. <laughs> it takes it right to the top every time yeah. you add them. That's why. I'm like, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> get yeah, his address. It's, it's kind of wild. The internet's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get in uh, to your story a little bit, like coming up in the tattoo world, and then you know you brought up new shop and changing. I want to get into that as well. How long have you been tattooing? I've been tattooing for fifteen years. And did it start out in California? Yep, right. in my bedroom. It, nice. Oh yeah, hardcore. Nice. I told you you fucking did it wrong, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I didn't, didn't know. <laughs> so, like, when I started, I was working. As a forklift driver for, I think, Walmart or Goodyear? One of them. I don't No, it was Walmart. <laughs> forklift. Forklift. Goodyear. Thing. Goodyear was the last one I did. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people don't know. I was a forklift. He was at Lowe's. Oh, really? Before I started tattooing. Right, Where well, at? You did that, right? Lowe's. Lowe's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Walmart, same thing. Yeah. yeah. So you work at, at the distribution center? Yeah. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. see, I did I too. Started, Walmart. I started <laughs> in the store and then got Did you guys have a chant in the beginning of your day? No. Oh, we did. That was cool. Yeah. Cheesy stuff, but. Do you remember it? No, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember clapping and just like, come on, dude. Everyone all rise, all of them go. Yeah, yeah, straight how, up. How old were you at the time? Oh man, twenty one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I did that for about three, four years, and then uh, it was uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, around there, right? Where everything just the recession or whatever, you know. And I couldn't find a job for nothing. I was an automotive license tech, everything. Oh wow. I went to school for that. Is that where you thought you would end up? Yeah. Okay. We were just like, she knew I was into cars quite a bit. So I went to school for it, got all my certs and all this stuff. And I used to draw on all my assignments. Like I'd be, I'd finish early or whatever yeah. and wait for everyone else. And I'll never forget, Mr. Brown was his name. And this dude is missing two fingers on these two fingers hmm. from a radiator on a, on a truck. And he would always see me drawn, and then when I go turn it in, he's like, "Hey, man!" He, he he held me after class one day, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Huh?" He's like, "You like to draw? I mean, you, you can draw amazing. I would draw like around the whole paper." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "It just seems like your head's not here." Yeah. And then he's like, I, "If I were you, I'd leave before this happens to you." And he showed me his hand because he would wear a glove. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what do I do? That was just like a sign for me. You know what I mean? So then I was like, fuck it, you know, couldn't get a job in the automotive industry. It was just no good anywhere. It was no good. Yeah. I worked at Pet Boys, hated it. I hated it. And then that's when I started noticing, like, yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe I do got to do something else. So we ended up, as funny as it sounds, we were watching Miami Inc. Yeah. And Chris Garver and Ami James are my favorite dudes on there. Yeah. And, uh. I just remember watching. I was like, "Man, we this is a no intention to tattoo," and I didn't. That didn't even pop like into my head. It wasn't even a thought. She's the one, Kim, my wife. She's like, "You should tattoo," because I've always been into graffiti. I did graffiti for like eight years professionally. I have to say, yeah, because I did it, and I did graffiti like heaven spots over the freeway right. and like in plain sight. I didn't just go in the alleys and hide from everything. Right. I was like heavy into it. And, and were uh, you like getting tattooed at this time as well? No, I yeah. dude, tattooing didn't exist in my vocabulary. Mm. It wasn't a thing. I, I know I grew up Catholic. My my parents were very religious, especially when I was young. As I got older, they kind of loosened up on it. But 
So I just didn't, you know, she knew I was into art and she's like, you should do tattoos. And I'm like, nah, because I don't want to mess someone's skin up. That was my fear, my biggest fear, you know, with I'm sure everybody, right? Even now, like with all this experience, I still fear that. Um, and then so at first I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm just scared to do it. So she bought me a kit, not against my will completely, but kind of. Right. She just kind of like forced me into it. And I had like the fake skin Called a couple of my buddies, and they knew I was an artist in high school. And they're like, hell yeah, dude. Right, right, They're all Tattoo about the it. hell out of <laughs> yeah. me. Whatever. So I would go and do that, and then I started tattooing people out of my house. What were your first uh, designs that, like, caught your interest back then? I Like, comic book art. Right. Like, a lot of Todd McFarlane. Was it, like, line work stuff, or were you trying to pass Yeah, okay. line work stuff, everything. I mean, I didn't know what else to do, you know? Yeah. So when I'd get something... The reason the comic book stuff was so appealing to me is it was all line work. Yeah. And even from the beginning, I always saw line work as an easy route to tattooing because I, I said, if I line this out correctly and just feel like color within the lines, like a coloring book, it yeah. should be fine. Yeah. I was sorely mistaken when I see a five round <laughs> liner yeah. turn into like a 14 shader over right. time because like, I was blowing these lines out. <laughs> Yeah, but and then I had warned my friends like I don't know what I'm doing, man. Yeah. But they trusted me, and and it's because of them that I am where I am now. Now, when you started experiencing those like early mistakes, like blowouts and designs not going the way it planned, uh, how did you handle that, and what did it feel like? I mean, I think there's times when you're tattooing that um, you know, okay, I made a mistake here. And I think you kind of get stuck. I got to do it like this anyways because it's the only way I know. Yeah. But as I went along and just started seeing what other people were doing, I said, okay, maybe I shouldn't do a line here. So what I do a lot of, and I've done it since the beginning after like learning, is I do a lot of line work with a mag. Mm. And like I've had buddies of mine like, no way that's a mag. Like I did a, a Mega Man and Morgan chess piece. <clears throat> All like a lot of those detailed lines are a mag. And so I get artists like, no, that's not. I'm like, yeah, that's just how I tattoo. Everybody's yeah. different, you know? Yeah. But I think that as far as, like, how you learn from your mistakes, you just have to say, okay, I have to try something different. Because if you don't say that to yourself, you're going to repeat the same mistake again, and it's going to be no yeah. good. So what can I do to adapt? Yeah, yeah. It's scary because you're just jumping in a deeper water. Yeah. And then you do it. And, dude, I remember for the first six years – and even now, sometimes I would contact my clients every couple of days. Hey, how's the tattoo healing? Yeah. How are you doing? Now it's become like almost like second nature where I'm just like, okay, cool. Let's just do this. Let's yeah. get it done. You know what I mean? But yeah, because we, you know, we've talked about, you know, apprenticeships coming into tattooing early and like all the hurdles you face. And I feel like a lot of the ones that are talked about are like, you know, the hours, um, maybe old school, you know, hazing. We talk about not making money. But there's this whole other set of hurdles you get to, like, when you start, whether it's yep. the free tattoos or even your first couple that I think are very, like, mental. Because yeah. I remember when I was, you know, scratching out of my basement and, like, you know, I messed up a line or whatever, like, that, like, hurt me to the core. So, yeah, yeah I know? couldn't sleep. Yeah. And, and then, like having the fear of maybe I'll never learn to fix this or Same, yeah. maybe they're ruined for life or whatever, you know, thoughts are going on, but those are like hurdles in itself. And it's like, how, how do you deal with that? And I, I think 
like for me, it was just like I wanted to become it so bad that I just yeah. kind of walked through the fear. Maybe there was some hope that like one day I'll get this and I won't do this to people anymore, you know, or, or whatever the motivating factor was yeah. at the time, you know, but it, cause it, I feel like you're not going to get through that unless you have those motivating factors. I think like that like, you have to make the fear work for you. Yeah. You have to let it push you. And that's what I, I, I didn't want to do that. Right. I was scared doing half of the shit that I was doing. Even now, I try different things. Yeah. But I think that, like you said in the beginning, you have to really push through that because if you don't, you're not going to make it. Right. And I think in today's environment of tattooing or I don't know, however you want to put it, it's a lot different, man. When we grew up in tattooing, it was like you had to prove yourself. Now... People that start tattooing, I feel like they think, well, I'm owed this. No, you're not owed anything. Yeah. And it's a very, it's just weird, man. It's different, you know? It's not the same anymore. What do you feel like you're owed? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Come on, be honest. (laughs) Nothing? Did you go through any of these hurdles we're talking about mentally? Yeah, I would say very, like, the fear thing for sure. Because I can definitely, like, remember my first Keep few tattoos, fear, you know. Was, yeah, 100%. Keep I would say, fear. like, um, very similar to you, you know, it's like, that shit would eat me alive. You know, you Good. pull a bad line, like, it fucks your sleep up, you know. And it's like, um, but that makes you not want to do it again. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't go away until you do a good tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you it's can like, do 100 so it's bad like, ones. Yeah. yeah, it's like months of marinating and, like, all this self-worth and, like, I suck and yeah. all this. But it's just, like... You don't want to feel that way. So you're like, what do I have to do? And I'm going to do whatever it takes to fix this, yeah. you know. It definitely was easier for me because I had, like, guidance from the people around me. You know, it's definitely easier to fix those mistakes when you have people to point them out for you. But, um, no, very similar. You know, it's terrifying, those first few tattoos. And just, especially because you're doing them on your boys and yeah. stuff, too, those first <laughs> ones. Like, you're only tattooing your it's friends. It's scary, but those are your homies. So yeah. you mess it up. They're really not going to care. Right, right, but, but you do, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, what but I it's do. like they also like they know you, so they'll fuck with you about it. So they'll always be like, damn, "Oh yeah, no, it'll never go." They'll away. be like, "Damn, you fucked that up, dude." Like, I, I, I know, said dude. in the past, I'm like, "Dude, let me cover that up." Like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I want to keep your original. Yeah, like, no, you know, yeah. That thing's history, man. <laughs> I think it's good to be like, like I have an apprentice as well, and like you just said it, like the struggles and like what you're saying, the hurdles. I like to keep her in the mud. Like, because if you do it long enough, I have seen, and we have all seen my apprentice transform. Yeah. And it's because I kept her down. The second she thought she was, I was like, nah, it looks like shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, hey, I don't, I don't mess around, dude. I I try not to make it public, like, on the comments I used to. And I just tell her, like, in person, like, hey, this is no good. Don't do this. Don't do that again. What are you doing? Why are you taking so long? But if you don't, if you just... Treat them like, oh, it's all good. Dude, they're going to take forever to become anything. And Genesis, her growth, it shows that what I've been doing is the right thing. I know some people might not agree with that, but if you don't have that fear and that struggle and that stress, as an apprentice, I'm going to give it to you. Right. Because you need that. That still drives me today, dude. Like, the fear of messing up, of not necessarily becoming or becoming irrelevant and like nobody cares but more so how do i step it up from here that's the hurdle now like where do i go from here 
Yeah. No, I would definitely say because I've kept in touch and just kept up with, like, a lot of apprentices my age and, like, just people I'm coming up with, too. And out of all of them, I would say, like, she's definitely has the best technical application out of a lot of them that I know. And I could tell that, like, you've taught her right. I could tell that she's worked hard. And her stuff has been, like, consistent, too, which is tough. Like, but, like, a good – one of the things I do with her, bro, she's had it, and this might sound like – some apprentice will be like, oh, dude, I, I don't know what I would do. I'll, I'll never, like, talk bad about the tattoos in front of the client. That's just disrespectful. Right. I don't want to do that to someone. But what I have done is she'll be taking forever on this little spot, and I'm like, move over. And I'll get some gloves on. <laughs> and the client's like, I was like, you know who I am, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you mind? They're like, no, <laughs> please. So he, she's taking, like, 30 minutes on something, and I'll sit down like this. It's done. Yeah. And she, but it's good for for you guys for apprentices to see how their mentor app applies it on a tattoo they're doing because then they're gonna mimic that, dude. I sort of got the second I did that the first time, she sped up so quick, but she still has to make. Just recently, I let her use the printer. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. <laughs> Hand stencil everything. Yeah, yeah. So she's doing a Pikachu. Let's say. I tell her, do that Pikachu five times in three different sizes. Right. Because I feel like with that muscle memory, when she does a tattoo, I've noticed it. It's so much faster. Yeah. When she uses the printer, I've noticed it takes a lot longer. Now she's getting in the groove, but yeah, man, it's it's good to uh, just check them sometimes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone should, you know, like talk shit in front of the client. No. But I feel like you can do it in a way where the client doesn't know. And I feel like I've mastered that. Yeah. Like oh, I'll good. come up to Cam and I'll be like, nice, dude. Where's your light source? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do the same thing. Right. Or yeah. like, uh, where'd you start? Where's the <laughs> farthest point from the light? You know, oh, nice, dude. Where's your flow? You know, and, the, yeah. and if you're smiling, the client's like, oh, he thinks it's cool. Yeah. Nah, not me, bro. I'm like, yes, what's taking you so long? <laughs> and the client's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I'll get the like, yo, you still working on that? Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a sarcastic one, yeah, right, for oh, sure. Oh, nice, really taking your time. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 hell yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Heard that a few times. Except for Emily, you were like, oh, next time just come to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, t- that was a <laughs> video know. or whatever. Yeah, that went south. <laughs> yeah. That got her millions of views. Yeah, I don't think yeah, it went yeah. south. There was this chick, I guess, Cam was tattooing, and she was like, oh, can you, like, pretend to be mean or whatever in a video and i was like yeah i got you and then i forget what i said but it was pretty much like your tattoo oh cam did your tattoo it looks like shit come to me next time and she like clipped out the whole part so it just looks like she's like showing me the tattoo and i'm like that looks like shit oh everyone hated me but that's fine so you uh you you were doing this all out of the house Mm-hmm. When when in the timeline we're talking about, so I was tattooing in my, in my bedroom, bro. Nice. And uh, I went to a bunch of different shops. Nobody wanted me. They didn't care. Were you was, looking for an apprenticeship? Yeah, I was okay. trying to do it. I was trying to do everything legit. Like I was trying to be respectful to the craft. Yeah. That I knew nothing about, and I just felt like what people say now, the imposter syndrome. I felt that a lot. Like I, I don't deserve to be tattooing. Yeah. And so I went to the local shops around me. I went all the way to San Diego, everything, everything. Nobody wanted it. I had my portfolio thrown at me, like, get the fuck out of your scratcher. You know, all the, the, <laughs> stu- the stuff, you know. Terrible. And I got hired at a shop, and the main artist there, she laughed at me and all this stuff, whatever. And she was like, if, she told the owner, if you hire him, I'm going to quit. 
Damn. And then so as soon as I left, the owner, when I came back from my first day, she's like, as soon as you left, I emptied out a box and said, here's, here's a box for your stuff. I just hired him. Good luck. <laughs> oh, wow. And she quit. And that was like, whoa. Like I, and I felt, even then I felt bad. I was like, dude, I can't. But before I got into the first spot, her grandfather and her dad built me a little studio in the garage. That's cool. And I know that sounds ghetto. I get that. Like now, but back then that's all we had. And yeah. no shops wanted to take me until that point, right. you know. But I had a little AC unit in there. It smelled like a hospital in there. It was... Yeah, it's I mean, that it's that's totally illegal. <laughs> well, it's like, what do you do if, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons people can reject you, but I mean, what do you do if no one will accept you? You got, like you said, push through it. Yeah, you got to. If you really want it. Out. But I didn't know if I wanted it. There's maybe two, three times I wanted to quit tattooing early yeah. on. I wasn't making any, I couldn't give a tattoo away, man. I remember this. Yeah. And we just pushed through it, man. And now we're good. But it was a lot of struggles, man. And. So I got into that first shop. As an apprentice or as As, as a, an artist. Artist. As yeah. an artist. That yeah, must yeah. have been a lot of pressure, though, him being like, yeah, I just fired this artist for you. you know? It was, like, it was. And she told me, like, hey, just, you know, make it work. Like, I hope I didn't make a mistake kind of thing. Yeah. She didn't say that directly, but it felt like that. Yeah. And then I think I just wanted to prove myself. And. So what did that look like? Was she like, what was the schedule? What were the expectations? Do what you want. You? Okay. I never open. had it where it was like, I had one time where the shop, uh, no, a couple times where they're like, oh, yeah, I need you to be here. Yeah. I've worked for shops where the owner was like, hey, are you working this week? We got to pay rent. And I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> it's your shop, man. You know? <laughs> so, it, you know, I went through those things with the shop owners. One of the biggest mistakes, I worked for a shop that was non-artist owned. Yeah. That turned into a really weird situation and... But it's one of those things, again, you just got to keep trucking, like, keep going. And I, I ended up working at some really good shops. And now I just I have my own thing going on. I got my own shop, and yeah. I love it. When I opened the shop, again, Bruce Wayne in it, yeah. I was going to set up in the center of the shop and not let anybody work there. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> it, was, it was a perfect plan. And then right. I had friends start to come along, like, hey, bro, can I work with you? I'm like, like that? Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say no, right. but <laughs> I didn't want to say no, but it ended up working out, and I've had some really close friends work with me, and it's been awesome. The one thing I will say about running my shop is I don't want to, I will never allow anyone to leave there with bad vibes. Right. Everyone, when I hire them, I say, hey, whenever you're ready to go, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. Whenever you're ready, just let me know. No hard yeah. feelings. I won't. I've been through too many bad experiences in my career with people I've gotten close with. And then when I leave, it turns into this shit show. And then now Ben's the bad guy. And I'm like, I never did yeah. anything to anybody. So I refuse to let anybody leave my shop in bad terms. I won't do it, man. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, that's a way, you know, if you can make that happen. And I think, I think a lot of the time it's like, for me, like setting the example, yeah, for whatever individual I'm I'm working with, yeah, you know, like okay, well, what's my part? What can I change? Like, how can I set the standard? Communicating expectations, all that, right? Yeah. Uh, when, I mean, when you, how long into tattooing was it when you opened the shop? Ten years. Okay. And I think that should be a thing. That I'm I not, think that kind of was like the old school. Yeah. Thing. But right? that's why I did it, because yeah. that's how I came up in it, you know? Yeah. 
one thing I will say is artists, hey, you do whatever you want. You want to open right after your apprenticeship, go for it. <laughs> right. But I see a lot of the shops failing a yeah. lot because they don't, it's not even just a skill thing. It's the fundamentals of how this industry works. They don't understand that yet. They haven't been broke to the point where, yeah. you know. Do, do you think the, the 10 years prior gave you the experience you needed to open a shop? I feel like it gave me the confidence to do it. Okay. I think yeah. that's what it really came down to. It gave me the confidence to open up a shop and say, okay, I can do this. I do. I think it's kind of commendable. If you, if you open a shop five years in, hey, man, you got some that's right. you know do it yeah and you can make it work i know people who have made it work and it's awesome right but like you said it's a very old school mentality i've worked with some old school dudes and 10 years was like the mark yeah you know what i'm saying uh, you don't really hear that a lot anymore but five years ago i was hearing it all the time yeah because when i opened this shop i think i was tattooing for five years mm. and i remember a lot of artists i looked up to and old school guys like telling me that 10 year mark and I had already opened and I remember like kind of like what well, you're like almost feeling guilty like damn maybe I shouldn't have did this right maybe I'm being disrespectful to the industry uh the reality is I I don't know if you're ever like ready but I definitely wasn't ready when, when we right. opened the shop and the confidence wasn't there and all you know a lot of the things you're talking about maybe the clientele was like just starting mm -hmm. to be there. Yeah. And like we figured it out, but the first two years were a mess, you know? Yeah. And, and it could have been in my benefit to wait a little longer. Uh, but what was that transition like going from working for someone to now being an owner? It was amazing. Yeah. I hated being relied on like that. Yeah. Or being like, to be made like to feel guilty if I wasn't there or whatever. Like we got into the industry to work on our own schedule and do what we want to do. So why are you my boss? I shouldn't have a boss. Right. So in my shop, I'm not the boss. I'm their leader. There's a big difference. I have to be the boss sometimes and say, Hey, you showed up 30 minutes late, an hour late to your appointment. Don't do that again. Right. What do you like doing? that's, yeah, that's the dad voice coming out. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, because my shop, I have a certain standard. I don't necessarily look for the most talented and how many followers you got. I don't care about that. Right. If you're a good person and you're, you're cool to be around, then I'd like you have it. I'll put you in the shop. Right. Because there's room to grow as an artist. There's not room. People don't really change. Yeah, you know what I mean? They, you know, fair. some people say that they can, and I'm sure there are some. But it's very few and far in between where people can totally change who they are. But as far as working for someone, man, I don't miss it. Yeah. Not at all. But I also feel like I wasn't in an environment in the past where I enjoyed it. Like, I was like, oh, I can do what I want. No, it wasn't like that. There was one shop maybe a little bit like that. But even then, you always had that pressure or you're made the shop manager without being known you're the shop manager. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I don't miss any of that. And now, the people that work with me, I say, "Hey, I need you to come in here and try your best." That's all I need from you. Be respectful to each other. The clients are number one to me always. Like it's the most important thing to me. If my clients, our clients, don't feel comfortable, something's wrong and needs to be addressed, and I'll fix it. I'm one of those dudes that I'll stop it in its tracks before it becomes a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen these things get out of control. And they're not, they're not addressed at the shop, you know, and I will not 
do that. Like when I hire anybody, one of the things I say, if my kids and my wife come in here, are they going to feel comfortable with whatever you're doing right now? Mm. The movies, the music, the cussing, I don't care. That's a right. tattoo shop. Right. And I'm not going to tell anybody to change things because my children are there. But my kids also know, look at how they made themselves comfy in that station because they know the rules. Right. They know not to touch stuff. They know yeah. the boundaries. And we'll take them to all these conventions, bro, and they behave themselves. They don't mess around. They don't come around dad or not when I'm tattooing. They don't. They're perfect. But having all that, man, and I, working for myself, like legitimately working, I will never go back to, <laughs> to working for a shop unless that person's like me where I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I care about the respect. Everybody has to be cool with each other. You don't got to like each other. If you can work together, then we're good. Yeah, and then, I mean, what are your, like, non-negotiables with hiring people? Like, uh, if someone does something, you're like, yeah, you got to get the fuck out. Well, for sure, like, any, like, racist stuff yeah. like that, anything where it's, like, hate. Yeah. You know, like hate real training. hate. And I'm right. not talking like Jesus arm wrestling the devil. If you want to do that, go for it. But, but I've been, I've, I've seen some stuff and I think people kind of know where I stand on that whole thing. Yeah. Where <coughs> anything that's offensive, like just hate from the heart kind of thing. But that's, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Black magic stuff, all that. Hey, people are do that all the time. It's right, all good. Right. Like I get it. But that's where I think that's about it, man. And as far as, like, the person, I, that's, I gauge them out. I have them do a couple guest spots. I yeah. see their cleanliness. If I see, like, more than two or three cross-contamination things, I'll tell them. Right. And I'll say, not now. If you're interested later, work on that. Come back, and we'll see. Yeah. But that rarely happens. What about for you, Cam? <laughs> What's, like, yeah, I'm not working next to this person? Ego. Ego? Yeah. Well, that's everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. No. Yeah, good luck with that one. It was just such a big part of your apprenticeship process and, like, the whole death of it. Yeah. And I wasn't very, like, aware of it in the beginning, but now I am. And I can definitely, like, feel other people's as well. And it's just, like, a big kind of turnoff for me. Yeah. It makes me, like, not want to work with that person. It makes, it makes me feel like that person, you know, just people that feel better than other people. Mm-hmm. We're know? competitive. Yeah, that's when, one big thing. I don't think see, there's anything the wrong with competitive because I feel like you know me and Adrian have a really good competitive dynamic when it, well, when push, it, comes and it pushes point, each other. You know that's true. Yeah, but in a sense where your ego gets involved, yeah, you're yeah. just trying to show other people up or that. Yeah, I, that's I something I can't stand for. Yeah, either. that's like big thing for me. It's like it just goes down to the teamwork. You know, like yeah. I feel like we here we've built like a really good solid team where everybody supports each other, and then um, I feel like that's the most important dynamic. Yeah, if you, like, come in and ask for a job and you, like, lack humility, like, and what I mean by that is, you know, you know where you're at, not, like, too much or, like, too little. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, we've had people come in, like, yo, I'm the shit, you know, I yeah. deserve, you know, to keep 100% t- like, yeah. just crazy, <laughs> whatever. like, yo, I'm, I'm only offering the shop stuff. Yeah, like, I'll only work here yeah. if I can get that guy stationed. I'm like, yo, get the fuck <laughs> yeah, out of here. And there's the door. Right, that and then, like, man. That and then, like treating clients, right, man. Oh, that's they're, like, that's the most. They're like thing, everything to our career. We are nothing without our clients, you know. Um, and I, when I see people even just like slightly rude or just like not willing to work with their clients, yeah. it's just it's like, come on, man. Like they're the one literally feeding you. They're yeah. paying your bills. Like they're they're supporting your business. Yeah. It's, you your gotta dream. treat those people right, dude. Yeah. 
No, and I tell you, I, I'll pull you aside and tell you straight up. Even if it's coming off in a sense where you're, you know, telling them what you need to say, but you just seem like, you know, the lights are on but no one's home or there's no emotion or you're just kind of, I don't know. Some people have really dry humor. And yeah. I feel like you should be able to read a client. But I'll pull you away. I'll be like, you, I, I get it. You're having a bad day. We all have those days. But as soon as a client walks in here, you're having the best day. You and have you're to. about or to just give them the, the off. best yeah. tattoo yeah. ever. Right. I don't tattoo anyone unless I'm, I'm fully like mentally ready in there. I've rescheduled clients. I'm like, hey, I'm just not feeling it today. So I'm, you know, I'm not in a good mood. Yeah. Because yeah. it's better to do that than to possibly potentially mess up not only the tattoo, but lose a client because you're over here pissy and yeah. drilling through their flesh like they're a Terminator. Right. Because it happens. I've seen it happen, yeah. you know? And, and, and it's as simple as a bad morning for some stuff that's like it. that to happen. You know? That's it, man. But I think ego can be mistaken. Like, I know I've been called that, egotistical, which right. is beyond me because I don't, I'm the one, like, I'm that one dude that goes and says I suck. I go home and I'm like, <laughs> This is no good. I'm like, like this dude's I, bringing his family to conventions. Yeah, exactly. That should tell you everything. <laughs> you know, like, uh, no, I um, when I do conventions, I don't talk too much, and I think that's a big one. Where I've had it. I've had people come up and say some rude shit to me about being ego. Oh, you're too good to talk to me. Huh. And I've heard it. Like sometimes I used to put headphones on the little earbuds, yeah, or even over the head, but just to drown out some of the noise so I can pay attention and focus. Yeah. I've had people say things like that, and I'm like, what'd you say? And they're like, oh, I was like, bro, I'm and I tell them like this. If you were the client right now, would you want me stopping every two minutes and talking to someone wasting your time but right. getting paid full? It's, uh, no, it, my it's, friend said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, you know. It so, wasn't me, it was that guy. There's no yeah. one. Yeah. You ran. I feel like that kind of stuff has nothing to do with ego, but it can be mistaken for it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not that I'm not trying to talk to people for sure. I, I like you said, the clients make us. For artists out there saying, oh, getting a tattoo by me is like buying a Tesla. or Bro, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. Then the day you say stuff like that, you're going to be dead slow and still in the water. Well, why? Well, because nobody wants to be around someone who thinks they're better than someone else. Yeah. I don't tolerate that in the shop. That's, that's another cutting point, too. Like you just said, guys coming in here demanding. I had an artist. I don't even know her name. Because I was just like, Are you, is this for real right now? It wasn't worth storing the She DM'd me, and it was like, yeah, I want to work there. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, for sure. I know who you are, whatever. I checked her, because I'm familiar with her work. And then she started doing that whole thing. Well, what's the rent? I told her, and then she said, well, can I get a cut on that? I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, you're using my name. I was like, what? Right. <laughs> I don't need your name. Right. And she's like, what? I'm bringing my own clients. I'm like, uh-huh. What are you asking me right now? Yeah. And it was just so rude, bro. I'm like, what are you saying? Right. And again, I got called egotistical. Yeah, and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. What's going on here? We have that going on a lot now. Because I'm always ripping on, like, the clients for haggling. But it's the artist, yeah. too. Mm. You know? And, yeah. like, maybe we don't, I don't say that enough or whatever. <laughs> but the, uh, I don't know how it is over by you. But, you know, uh, things are, like, down over here. Everywhere it's, right it's now, slower, it's down everywhere, right? and it's you know making people scared, which I get, but you get a lot more artists that are like desperate, mm -hmm. um, just going for it. Like maybe things they wouldn't ask in the past. Yes, they're yes. just like fuck it. Like I need like this much. Like even guests. Like what's yeah. your rent? You know for gas or day rate or whatever. And we're like this, and like oh, if you do lower, and it's like, 
you know, and it's like, but I'm this, you know, it's still there. It's like, can you just like respect like what I said? Well, we've I'll lost. never fucking do that. When I go on like, what percentage do you want? Whatever. There's even some places I go uh, like now and they're like 50%. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I'll just go, you know, cause I respect you and I respect your shop. You know, maybe I go, I don't have a good time. I don't go back, but like, I'm not going to haggle with no. you or like pull some bullshit. Especially about, when like, they're asking you, you know come. who I am. You know? <laughs> like if I did that, I would grin so hard, bro. Oh, I'd be like, damn, you punch me in the face. <laughs> you know? We've just lost that sense of yeah. respect for each other. You know, yeah. I haven't lost that. Cause I would, if I went somewhere, I would never say, well, can I go lower? No. I either just choose not to go because it's not worth it to me. Yes. Like expenses wise. Or I say, yeah, cool. I don't ever like the haggling thing, bro. It's like a, it's just, it's just corny, bro. Like, what are you doing, man? And I do things a certain way too, to show my kids, this is the way things are. You have to have good morals and a good like work ethic to make it in anything. And we're losing that slowly. Because I like I want to be like part of, mm-hmm. I want to be part of the industry. Like I want to like if I'm coming to your shop or if I'm at, like looking for a job, like I want to be accepted by those that are there. Yes, you know. And if you put me in a different category, lower or higher, I'm not gonna feel like that. Does yeah. that make sense? No, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. So and I want to like pay my dues. Like if you're letting me come to your shop, if you're inviting me in as an artist, like my mentality is like I want to give back. Yes. That's even when I travel with companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'll meet with them before the convention, and I'm like, what's the game plan? You want me to hand out samples? You want me yeah. to go talk to artists? You want me to talk to vendors? So it's a give and take, because if it's not a win-win, the relationship's not going to continue. 100%. You know? So yep. it's, like, always looking for that, but I just see all these fucking takers all it, the time, It's just, Yeah, dude. It's not the same anymore. I mean, I think it's, uh, to some level, it's always been like that. Right. But now I've noticed a lot more. I mean... When you're sending people messages asking for handouts, I don't even know you. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's just such a weird, out of left field type of thing. I just, I don't come from that. And I think there's a certain level of the old school way that we do need to keep. Not necessarily the bad stuff. There's a lot of bad. Correct. But I think like the level of respect needs to be upheld, you know, and I don't think it's a thing anymore, at least for a majority of tattooers that go around like you said asking for i want this i want that like that's not a thing man you're probably not gonna make it that far and i think it's become this uh it's almost like how do i say this it's almost like how many followers you have that's where you stand yes that makes sense what i'm saying oh yeah and like if uh and in this world of nonsense that i'm talking about like if i have more followers than cam then he should respect me and I don't have to respect him. Yes, that's how it right? is. It's like a, le- a level. Thing. Right. And I've noticed that a lot. And, and when we, like when we first met, you and I in Philly, you know, Cam grabbed me. He's like, yo, Ben's here. Like, come meet him. And like in my head, like you've been tattooing longer. Like you're this huge name. And I remember I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, like I got to meet this guy. He's been around for a while. And. Dude, as soon as I met, it was nothing but, like, love, and you were kind, you know, and you took the time to say what's up and, like, look me in the eye and and all this. And I was like, yo, this is, like, uh, an example to be set in the industry. Yeah. Because there are plenty of other people that I do not get that experience. I've met these people. Yeah. You know, we all have. What are you doing, bro? This is what you're teaching, like, the people Mm -hmm. coming in. Set the example. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at, like, 
the main thing for me is my kids. Right. And if I act like a piece of shit and I'm better than you, I got more followers. You better move. <laughs> right. Where's my red carpet? <laughs> yeah, then the, yeah. my kids are going to grow up thinking like, oh, my dad's Ben Ochoa. You need to move. No way. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think no of that. No way. My yeah. dad's Ben Ochoa. How, how you, how's it going? Right. I'm Ezio or, you know, my daughter or whatever. And it's, it should be a thing where you shouldn't feel, you have no right to feel better than anybody. Yeah. Unless you're shooting lasers out of your eyes and you're flying, you're just like everyone else, man. It's the truth. But I never, and that's what I'm saying. Like you said, I took the time to talk to you. I'll take the time to talk to anybody that wants to talk to me. It's fine. I never turn people away because it's not only the clients that hold us up. It's the people around you that may look up to you or admire your work, or whatever. And all of that plays into being a successful tattooer or whatever you do in life. Like, I think it's... um you need to acknowledge, you know, like people. Right. We're all the same, dude. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm sure there was a period in your career where, you know, you went from like tattooer to like tattooer that's now getting attention. Right? Yep. Like the come up, whatever you want to call it. Like you started getting popular. Now you're a relevant person in the industry. Would you say that was, uh, there was kind of like a, a moment where, that was happening like a, something quick or was it more like over a period of time kind of thing? Both. Both. Okay. I think that I had already started building my name. <laughs> yeah. I worked nonstop. Um, I think a lot of it too was maybe I wasn't doing the best tattoos, but I was treating my clients very well and people, like, they talk, Oh, go to Ben. He's really cool, man. He'll treat you. I always feed my clients if they want anything to drink. Yeah. I make sure that they are the most comfortable they can be when they get tattooed. But there was one moment that blew me up when we talk about this all the time. I am forever, because of this moment, I'm doomed as the Harry Potter guy. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. I like doing the tattoos, yeah, yeah. but I had a tattoo, bro, at like 87 million views oh, worldwide. Wow. Yeah. 400,000. It was crazy. Like, yeah. And I it just. It was a Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> it was a Harry Potter sleeve. And I did the Patronus, you know, we did the CPLs and it's hard to, so that's a, that's a whole different conversation, but I try and represent my work as clean as possible and, and realistically as possible, even though we use filters and stuff. Right. I try and make sure people can see the scratch marks in my, yes. I want to, I want you to see the that. pores in the skin. That tattoo, yeah. bro, it did everything for me. Yeah. Everything. It made my career that much easier and it, and I think everybody has it in them. If you keep pushing, you'll have that one tattoo that will do it for you, bro. It's it's been crazy. That was the first like sleeve I did, and this is crazy because I wasn't supposed to do that tattoo. Okay, she went to a neo traditional guy. The de like the design was gonna be sick. She showed me a, thing, a piece of it. The dude moved out of state, disappeared. And then we were supposed to do a tangled sleeve on her first. And she's like, hey, do you want to take this Harry Potter? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. They didn't know a damn thing about Harry Potter, except for that I know there was owls in the movie. Right, right. <laughs> that's all I knew. Yeah. And then so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I remember I did the owl, did the castles. Again, a little bit, little bit of attention, nothing crazy. On the finishing stages of the sleeve, I did the Patronus on her. And you have to understand her skin is so fair. She was like pink. Yeah. So... That kind of stuff only works on certain people. Right. I got lucky with that. When I posted that, bro, I'll never forget. I was in a, a parking lot about to go see Logan, my buddy Jose. 
And th- that's how old, like, that's how long ago it was. It was Logan, the first Wolverine movie. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or, the, you know, the badass one. And I was like, hey, give me a second. I just, no hashtags, no nothing. Right. I said, here's some progress in this Harry Potter sleeve. Thanks for looking. Boom. That's it. Right. No, nothing. Nothing special. No tagging people. Just that. And I came out of the theater, and I was like, let me check. And I was like, oh, dude, my thing's frozen. So I restarted the app, frozen. Started the app, frozen. Oh, dude, I think somebody hacked into my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I posted that. Yeah. And I had like 20-something thousand followers at the time, which is, that's great, you know, whatever. Yeah. And... Then I'm like, bro, I think somebody hacked into my account. Jose gets his phone, and he's like, no, it's up. I'm like, well, can you check it again? Is anybody posting, like, fake posts? You know they do that? No, I don't understand. And he's like, well, how many followers do you have? I was like, like 26,000 or something. Let's see. Yeah. Are you sure? He's like, why? And he shows me, and I was like, 48,000. Damn, it doubled. And I was like, <laughs> yep, dude, I'm somebody hacked. Ha- no, <laughs> but I thought somebody hacked into something. They're, they're messing yeah. with my account. I'm like, oh, it's over. I got to start over again, which is Are you whatever. trying to sell me Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was Promote waiting for that one. message. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for that. And then, thousand for your and then he would refresh it. His was working. My shit was still locked up. And then it went up to 50. And I'm like, no, dude, this is fake. This is something's happening. Finally got into my phone and everything at the time, it wasn't 100. It was 99999. Yeah. And I still was in disbelief a little bit. And I was like, there's no way. I started going to read the comments, and there you could tell they're real people. They're yeah. legit. Everyone around the world. It it was, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I, my heart was like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, is this real or not? Because yeah. if this is real, this is crazy. Right. I started getting people wanting to sponsor me. Uh, yeah. The woodworks, and I'm like, No, 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 no. I didn't know how to process this. The emails, bro. We had like 1,500 in 24 hours. Damn. <sighs> Right. Now, keep in mind, this is for anybody who wants that come up, right? 90% of them were a bunch of BS. Right. How yeah. much? Can I get a sleeve for 200 bucks? Like, no, bro. Yeah. Never in a million years. Right. Trash. I'm sure you could somewhere. Right. <laughs> but, and then so, but even with those people, I, I, we always would tell people, thank you for reaching out. You got to show your gratitude to people right. that reach out, no matter whether they get tattooed or not. But that, bro, was the moment it changed my life. It changed all of our lives. And I have since then become a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. And I just watched the, like, last year, I believe, the, the reunion where they all yeah. talked about it. Christmas reunion. And they got emotional talking about how important Harry Potter is. And I got emotional, too, because yeah. it has made our life what it is. And it's fucking Harry Potter. Not Batman. Because <laughs> I wanted it to be Batman. Like, I wanted to do Batman tattoos the rest of my life. But it'll always be Harry Potter. Yeah. And every single time. It's weird. So, it's only the main characters that blow up. I did Voldemort, a badass one. I thought. Nobody cared. Hmm. I'll do Hagrid. It goes. I'll do, um, what's his name? Dumbledore with the wands up. That one exploded. Yeah. And, but... That was the pivoting point in my career, in my life, in our life. Like it was, it's still almost an emotional thing for me because I, I think back at that time. And then you want to talk about hurdles is when you do something, so boom, you're this fucking thing, right? And then the next tattoo you might like as much or more than that, that thing that blew you up doesn't do anything. Yeah. And that hurts. kills you. Yeah. That destroys your confidence, but. My wife, if I didn't have her, man, I'd be in pieces on the ground somewhere. Like, she's the one that told me, no, it's just what it is. Like, 
leave it. Like, it doesn't mean it's a bad tattoo. Right. It, but another thing, too, um, I think a lot of my followers are Harry Potter fans. Yeah. So when I do stuff, it might not, you know, make them like, oh, man, that's crazy. But I do a lot of Disney stuff, too. And, and even when I do that, it's crazy. Yeah. I do the hidden Mickeys, and people lose their minds. Love them. Yeah, yeah. I've been threatened with that stuff. Really? You better, you better tell. Oh, no. Oh, you better tell me where it is? <laughs> you better tell me where it is. Right. Like, no. And then they're like, or, or they'll be like, the one I get a lot is... There's no hidden making it. You're lying. I'm like, okay, stop looking. Yeah. Is there really? Right. I'm like, yes. And he's like, and then the people will be like, dude, I'm, I need to go to work right now, but I'm in my car trying to look for this. Yeah. And then the ones that I do appreciate the most is when families reach out in the comments and they'll be like, I love your tattoos because me and my family sit down when you do these hidden Mickeys and we'll all collectively cool. on the TV or whatever, yeah. the phone, and they'll look for the hidden Mickey. To me, that's the payoff. Right. Getting all these likes and views, it's all good when you get them. But to me, it's the payoff is how my work affects other people. And I try and keep that positive. I try not to go too crazy into the negative. Like, I'll delete a lot of comments sure. because those comments of the families tells me that there's kids looking yeah, at my stuff. Yeah. And there's people that say really nasty stuff about, you know, the tattoos that I do. Yeah. I try and control that as much as I can. But, yeah, Harry Potter, man, that for, will forever it's so hardcore. If I got any face tattoos, I get the little scar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I, yeah. like, if I got my face tattooed, Dude, Kim's gone. Have yeah, see? <laughs> and I got these glasses not thinking. Yeah. And then my daughter's like, Dad, you look like Harry Potter. Right. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that. So ben, was this the piece? That's the one. That's the one? Yeah. That's the one. Behold. How, yeah. uh, how Danny old will throw you? that up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. That was seven years ago, eight years ago. So yeah. it, it was one tattoo, it changed it all. 31, yeah. And is there, like, looking back on the situation, was there anything that happened or you did as a reaction to that that you regret no. or would change? Nothing. Nice. If there was any point where my ego got out of line, because that it's easy. Yeah. When you blow up like that, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I am not that person by nature. Right. There was a couple times where I, I just got too comfortable in the sauce, I guess, yeah. right? And Kim was like, hey, you need to... Right. Calm down. What Deflate your head a little <laughs> yeah. bit. And she's right, though, you know, because it's really easy to to have that boost and be like, oh, mm -hmm. this is happening now. But I didn't do anything that I regret. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change a, a minute of it. And we, I don't think to date we responded to all those emails. It was too many because they kept coming in. Yeah. Oh, she did. No, I think, <laughs> I <did>. yeah. <laughs> yeah it did. was insane because, and then that's when she really, at the time, she started helping me because, I couldn't keep up with it, but we felt the responsibility to get back to everyone, even though we weren't going to tattoo them. Yeah. I had decided already, I don't know, it's not something I want to do. And she's really good at that. And she would tell people at the time, you know, back then, like, she would be like, no, thanks. You know, yeah. Ben's not taking on these projects or whatever. But Harry Potter will forever be my turning point. I wish it was Batman. <laughs> yeah. I it's mean, not too late. Could be worse. It, could be. it is too late. I'm the Hello Kitty <laughs> guy. We get so, even to date, we get inquiries for Harry Potter tattoos constantly. Yeah. And it sucks because some people, dude, when that happened, I had an art, several artists, hey, can you send me the stencils for that sleeve? Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it still happens now. And it's only Harry Potter. It only it happens with that. Right. But that, that was it, though. The turning point was Harry Potter for sure. Nice. That's ballsy. Someone's just like, let me get that stencil, <laughs> dog. Yeah. No, people, people like offer to pay for it. Can, and even now, like, uh, a lot of the Disney stuff, too. 
hey, how much do you want for that design? I'm like, nothing, because you're not getting it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, I, get, I, get, I hooked them up with that. Sure. I'll tell them why I use this, this, and this. So the Harry Potter stuff that you pulled up, a lot of people thought that was black and gray. A lot of, and I'm like, no, that's color, dude. Hmm. I just use very, like, muted tones. Cause, yeah. So whenever I do, I, all, all I do is pop culture. Whenever I do pop culture character, I try and match the colors of the movie, the cartoon. So when you see that tattoo, it feels like it's, oh, man, I remember that scene. Or yes. that feels like Harry yeah. Potter or Batman or whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, one of the biggest ones that stuck out was, like, that animated Batman you did. Which one? Um, Like, the what? early cartoon, a little bit before my time, but it's, like, the... Yeah, the animated series? Yeah. With the red background? The red background. I was, like... I literally look like I'm watching the show right now. This is that's sick. what I want people yeah. when they see my work. I want them to feel that feel that nostalgia. Like, oh man, I remember this. I remember that, I mean? looking at the piece and was like, damn, he nailed this palette. Like, yeah, and that's it for me. That's yeah. a big thing is colors. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty wild, man. And then what what changes did you notice uh, in your career after that? Besides maybe emails or I'm sure you, maybe you you got more booked out. People didn't question me. Nice. I mean, yeah, sure, I have the ones. People didn't question how I was designing, what I wanted. They were like, I don't care what you do. Right. You'll always have the ones that are going to be like, well, I kind of wanted, I was thinking this. Would it? Sure, but it's nowhere near what it was before I had that big bang. With, like, micromanaging the design and stuff? It, it turned into, I don't care what you want to do, man, do it. Yeah. And that was awesome because that also boosted my career where everything I was doing was my idea, my design. And there was no question about it was going to work. They were just like, oh, that's cool. It's such an interesting, uh, like, dilemma because I feel like before that or early in the career, I mean, same with me, I'm sure same with you, we're just looking for that one client that, like, yeah. lets us do it our way. Yeah. yeah. And we hope that that final product is enough to let more clients yes. let us do it that way. And then it's like you just you want to show your full potential. Yeah. But it can feel like you're strangled by these like conditions that yep. other clients are, are putting on it. Uh, not that it's wrong or anything. It's no, just no, a situation. No. And then maybe you get to this point where you're talking about most of it is do whatever you want. And I feel like that's where you see artists like really shine. Yeah. Like that's where it like takes off. Because that's your vision. I always right. tell clients in. I want to say it's in my booking info too, where I say, all I need is a list of things that you want in this tattoo. It's usually yeah. characters, movie scenes or whatever. Everything else, I require artistic freedom. Right. Because I, and I also say, you're coming to me for my vision of your idea. Right. And that, that line right there, they're like, oh shit, this right. is serious. <laughs> right, right. And so then they just let me do whatever. But still, sometimes I get the ones. And I get it. It's going on your skin forever. I couldn't imagine meeting someone for the first time and saying, all right, I'm going to do my idea on you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I get it. But I think there's a professional way to push people in the right direction so they don't – because you want your client to be confident in what you're going to do anyways. Mm -hmm. You don't want them sitting there like, oh. Or I, the ones where they're looking at it every two seconds. Yeah. You, like you that, see, like, the unsure. Are you going to do something with – what is that? Oh, bro. I, like, I, I'll tell, I'll, I'll be cool, like, three, four times, and then I'll kindly tell him, listen, you came here because you wanted my work, right? Yeah. Just trust me. Okay, fine. And then after that, if they push it, I'm going to say, listen, take the gloves off, wrap it up. They're like, what are you doing? 
oh, we're done for a day. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. When you feel confident enough to come back and get tattooed and not question everything I'm doing, we can talk. Right. And the reason I do that is because I don't want them sitting there. The whole, it's going to make me uncomfortable as yeah. an artist. It makes us uncomfortable. Then we're not going to do everything the way it should be done. You're going to end up cutting corners or doing things wrong. Because then you start second guessing yourself. Right. And then so, no. <laughs> I'm kind of strict with that, but. No, I feel you on that. Uh, I've had a couple of situations like that. Because, yeah, I'll like get, start to get like insecure about it. Yes. And then, you know, I had this happen like two months ago and like started asking questions about the tattoo because I already like have like, the you know, I have this map, this game plan in my head yeah. and now I'm just trying to follow it. And there's a couple areas like where I am going to make it up on the fly, but nothing crazy. And then when you like ask questions and interrupt that, it starts to like jumble. That whole, yeah, it throws the flow off. Um, and I remember like the... Clients started asking about this, this, and there. And now I'm thinking, like, did I yep. not design what they wanted? Did I forget something? So I just I said, did I do something wrong? Like, am I doing something wrong in the tattoo? But you're not, though. And it's then just, they're like. What ha- it's what happens. Well, yeah. And they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like, upset, bro. Like, because we had, like, talks, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I was just asking. And it's like, I know. But, like. We already went over all this. Yep. You know? No, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I don't. Are you second guessing getting this? <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the feeling you get. Right. But I'm pretty like, when it comes to my clients and I'm pretty straightforward. My book and info says it clear what everything is. Says the price, says this yeah. and that, and that's it. Like I just charge day rate and that's it. Yeah. I don't do hourly because I'm spending time at home designing your stuff. Like it is what it is. No, I like that, man. It's like, you know, we're a business. We sell, you know, one product. It's the day rate. Yeah. Don't fucking haggle on it. Don't yeah. like yeah. there's nothing else. There's just one product. It's <laughs> simple, it's clear, like this is what it is. Yeah. But it, I even have times like on this, my info, like this is what time we start, this is what time we stop. I love the clients are like, oh, bro, I can go all night. I'm like, I'm sure you could. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Sure That's cool. I do this every day. Uh-huh. You wouldn't imagine how many phone calls we have. Uh, what's the shop minimum? 100. Uh, even for like a little, like no. a, a letter, I'm like, I'll, I won't say anything. And they'll be like, hello? I'll be like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> no. No, it's just yeah. crazy. Minimum. minimum. <laughs> Starts here. Yeah. Oh, bro, I had, a, I had a person write me saying, wait a minute. So the day rate is this, and then we're like, yeah. So you're saying, are you ready for this one? You're not, not ready. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Do I get him for 24 hours? <laughs> and there was, can I break that up into multiple days? <laughs> They're like, I want breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Dude, <laughs> it was insane. And I yeah. was like, I wanted to kind of ride with it yeah. and like mess with them a little bit. But I was like what yeah. like and i i think i might have written or said something like there's no way you could even sit for that long no and then my assistant now is like no this right. is see the at time midnight <laughs> yeah right and it's like this is no I, I don't get it people i feel like they think this is just easy slap it on and tattoo it. it's not yeah not at all it's a thing did, did you he- tell that guy after the day comes the night <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Day session. Yeah. Sunrises. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's what they wanted, man. I was, this is crazy, man. 
So I know you experienced uh, a little like come up yourself, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. How was that compared to Ben's experience? Definitely different. You know, I definitely. Was it Batman? What was your come up? <laughs> was it Batman? No. We don't have a problem. No, it was TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? You want really? to trade? <laughs> yeah. You want to be the Harry Potter guy? <laughs> what was your come up though? Like what, what, what exactly are you talking about? Yeah. What, like, like, bro, you went from, like, no one knowing you to yeah. people knowing you. Yeah. Right. And then and a little, I think you really got to experience that in Philly when we met back. Yeah, and a little sooner than expected as well. Right. Um, it was kind of, like, hard to deal with. It was weird. I was the quiet kid in school. You know, I was the kid who hated social media. So, like, coming to, into tattooing and being told that social media is a job, like, an, an added job to this already extensive career you know i was like fuck i hate social media dude i was always that kid that was like no instagram no socials none of that that's good so like getting thrown into it i was like wow i actually like have to treat this like a job now you know um but i feel like you you guided me very well throughout it um you taught me exactly like how to deal with all of it um what what's to come with it the expectations and all that and um it's been awesome because i've had a platform to like share my art with you know and with that, I've been lucky enough, like, earlier in my career to be able to do some tattoos that I really want to do, you know, and actually have clients that trust me, even though I don't have the most experience, you know, and that's been a gift in its own. Um, so even just that, being able to early on do art that excited me. <laughs> oh, pop. Logan dropping so this stuff is Logan. in the background. <laughs> he just got here. He's already <laughs> breaking shit. <laughs> um, but it's been cool because of stuff like that. I've been able to meet people like you and other, you know, fantastic artists. And I feel like it's helped me take my stuff to the next level. Just being yeah. able to, like, talk to you guys. Even just, like, being able to watch you a few minutes here and there throughout the convention. You know, just being in, like, booths with people like you. You know, it's been awesome. And it's definitely definitely helped me throughout my career i wouldn't be like anywhere like near where i'm at without any of that that's good man. so it's been awesome you know i've definitely spoken to like a lot of other apprentices a lot of other tattooers and talked to other people about their experiences and mine's been definitely different but it's been great you know yeah super lucky yeah. It's a good advantage and, and it's that you've had it is. and it's as all, long as you stay grateful to that. hundred percent. And it's been awesome because I've seen like what it takes and how much time it takes just for like the social media part in itself and how yeah. how important that is and how important connections are and treating people right and you know, respecting other people and appreciating support, you know, from fans and supporters, just all that's you know, it's super important. Right, because I don't know if you remember, but that was, like, one of the first things you asked me. It's like, how are you dealing with the attention? Yeah. At the convention. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I didn't forget that because that I think that moment helped solidify how important it was to be aware of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Philly was that eye-opener for us where we were like, wow, we really have to, like, appreciate all these people who support us. Because here they are, like, everyone's coming by. Hi, it's so nice to meet you guys. And it's like... We should feel the same way about them, too. You know, it's right. like, thank you so much for coming up to us. Thank you for the support. You know, we really do appreciate it, you know. Right, but and and added to that, like, any level of attention. Yeah. Right? 
Um, you know, it could be on a bigger end, like social media or some post like blows up. It could be like local attention. Cause I think you shared that's how things are built. Like you started a shop and, you know, maybe you're in an area. I think we've all experienced this. You get this like local celebrity stat. Like you become known as a tattooer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and to like be, to take that serious, mm-hmm. like whether I'm at the gym, whether I'm at a bar, whether I'm at like just out to dinner. Because whoever's supporting you is taking it serious. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Especially if they're taking out of the time of their day to come up to you too, you know. Right. It's like they really care and they really have, like, they feel for this, you know. Dude, I, I just think that's so important. Uh, I mean, even, like, years ago, because I would watch, like, uh, other artists do that, like, before, you know, I even tried to do anything on social media. Like, we'd be at the gym and, like, you know, someone would interrupt dude in a set. Yo, are you, you tattoo at this shop nearby? And he would stop and be like, yeah, man, you like tattoos? You have tattoos? And five minutes, you know, like, dude interrupted him in a workout. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And guess what? He was in the chair the next month, that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's it's important because the, the curiosity in the industry, like, in a whole is growing. You know, so are you going to, you know, help them and help them grow with it and point them in the right direction? People interested in getting in the industry? Are you going to be like a dick and be like, yo, fuck off, you know, whatever. Well, when you do that, you're showing them it's okay to do that. Yeah. And then that person becomes that asshole and it's like, it just trickles. Just right. Downhill. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at this time, we're talking about have, were you, you were already pretty booked out before then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you already had like some local. I consider myself business. a hustler, man. Yeah. yeah. At one of the shops I was working at. They accused me of taking the walk-ins because they couldn't believe that I was that busy. Right. And I was like, I haven't taken any walk-ins. What are you yeah. talking about? And that wasn't, it happened in a couple of different shops. I'm like, I never take whatever. I have my own people. Right. At the time, what it was, it was like Facebook and MySpace, you know? Yeah. And I had Instagram, deleted it. I hated it. I was like, this is dumb. And then, <laughs> but I was already booked out right. even without it. And then Instagram really took off and then I jumped on there. So yeah, before the pivot, it was already, I was already booked. And what'd that hustle look like? Five, six days a week. Of tattooing, like reaching out to people. Oh, yeah, all right. constantly. Like you said, it's a job. Yeah. And constantly reaching out to people, you know, giving deals if I had to do that or whatever, yeah. especially earlier in my career. And I was there from 10 in the morning to 2 in the morning. Like, it was crazy, you know? Now I don't I don't do that, but in order I think to make it, you gotta just put your time in. All right. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like first couple years you should be here at minimum twelve hours a day. Well, right now there's another shift happening. I don't know what's going on, on social media, but like half of the time it doesn't even work. Mm. Yeah. And the algorithms. Yeah, I really weird. messed up. Where I have other artist buddies that have like close to a million or over a million followers and then they'll see one of my posts get more than them. They're like, how, what is going on? I'm like, don't stress it. Yeah. It's the system. Let it do its thing. You just got to keep doing good tattoos and you'll, you'll be all right. Right. Yeah. We we stress that too much. I do too. Sometimes I get, I tell her, I'm like, bro, I'm not getting any exposure on this thing. I love this tattoo. Should I take it down? (laughs) (laughs) So there's like rules to that. Right. If you delete it before 48 hours, it's going to mess with your algorithm. Yep. Can't do that. So then what you do is instead of deleting it, especially if it's a real, just take it off your grid and keep it on. Yeah, put it in the archive. Yeah, if you're not <laughs> deleting nothing, it's not doing nothing. <laughs> so there's like little tricks, you yeah. know. It's but it changes all the time. That's all what, the that's time. That's what pisses me and John off the most. 
But yeah, that point you made, just keep working on the tattoos. That's you all know? you can do, and man. Like, I feel like that's something you taught me too. And it's like, yeah, don't stress that stuff. Just make sure you do a solid tattoo, get a clean photo for people to look at it, and just let it do its thing, you know? Yeah. Just keep work on the next clean tattoo and just keep trying your hardest on each tattoo and one of them will pay off. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's the right mentality to have. Don't stress on how many likes and follows you get. Because, bro, the truth is, I think half of that, more than half, it's all BS. Yeah. None of those numbers, like you, know, you were saying earlier, it doesn't mean that you're at a higher grade than someone else. It just means you popped off or whatever. But I think in time, it all kind of falls stagnant. Like, it doesn't really represent how many people are following you now versus when they first started following you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because, you know... They're designing it to affect yep. you emotionally. Yes, yeah. yes. They want you to get addicted to it. Yeah. How can I work this app to be the best at it? And I don't have time for that. You can boost <laughs> it. I, don't, I think that's like You can boost for, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can pay to boost it. So there, in the past, I've done it, and it worked really good, yeah. like two or three times, and then it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's because then then it's they like, start, no, pay more money. They start money. to expect the money yeah. from yeah. you. I've heard a lot yeah. of things about, like, if you continue to promote your posts, like, they'll stop. They'll stop. They'll stop pushing the ones you don't promote, you know? Yeah. But um, back to it, I think what you just said is really good for, like, younger artists. Because I know a lot of younger artists that are stressing, like, the social media as much or even more than their actual tattoos. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, you know, take the step back. Work on the craft. Work on your tattoos. And all that shit will come, you know? Yeah, 100% will. Dude, I have a couple people in my life that, uh, like, they're using all the money they're making to put it back into their, like, follower build. Yep. Yeah. What do you mean? They're buying followers? Not, like, buying followers, but, like, setting up events or, like, inv- it, like it's become all about the exposure and the fame and the numbers. And, like, you might look from an – or I did it for – I look from an outside point of view, and I'm like, damn, they must be crushing it. You know, just yes. based on their social media. Yes. And then I go talk to them, and they're it's like – an illusion. Yeah, yeah, I'm spending money to do this. Like, I'm losing money. Yeah. I'm breaking even. Why, bro? And they're like, this is what I like. And to me, it just like makes no sense. It's like, I like that doing. That's all I really want to do, you know? Yeah, or or just like going broke trying to get a follow. Nope. (laughs) I won't won't do that, man. Right. But I, but I can, I can like understand it. I did too, for sure. You know, whatever, because yeah, it's playing on like your basic needs and, uh, just like you said, like when you saw that one post going viral and the heart's going, it, like it's going to happen. Yep. Like you're human and it's like playing on these like instincts and, you know, things that are in your, your makeup. Yeah. You know, so I think rather than like trying to fight it, like being aware that like I'm su- susceptible to this, it's going to happen. And like when it happens, I'm going to feel these emotions, just accepting it. Yep. And, you know, f- for me, the easiest way is like having people around to help stay accountable. Yeah, you know, because yeah. if you're if you're alone, it's probably going to get out of control. Yeah, it does. Yeah, having a good crew and support team is. It's a sorry. mental battle. Yeah. This Instagram and social media stuff, for sure. It's yeah. not yeah. just uh, post and we'll be good. Right, yeah. and but, then, but yeah. it is though at the same time, like because yeah. we've all fallen victim to it. Like you said, like you, you do that post of a tattoo you're super proud of and it doesn't do well and it like it hurts, you know, because you want it to do well. And it, it does, it is a big mental battle, you know. Oh yeah, definitely, man. 
I just told my family to like it. That's at least 600 likes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us have that big of a family, Danny. <laughs> I, I tell my family that, it's like five likes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's your mom on five different It's my mom and my aunt. <laughs> I feel like the numbers are a double-edged sword because sometimes even when we look for like guest spots, sometimes we'll look directly at like, oh, this guy has 400 yeah, yeah, followers. Sure. There must be something there. And then they get here and like, I don't see it. <laughs> exactly yeah like you can't like just gauge a person off of that too because yeah. i've seen it where it's like oh this tattoo got a million views and a hundred thousand likes but it sucks right. <laughs> like they just did a good job editing this video but gotta, it's yeah. not a great you gotta tattoo back it up you mean yeah back you know those numbers like, that too i would feel like um i would almost feel bad if you had like the following and the work doesn't back it up you know well you, easy. Like, it's like imposter syndrome again you know yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like you have all this following and you're booked out, but it's like you don't really care about the craft that much. You're but just the social media one. That kind of stuff, bro, your career's not going to last. Yeah. Half of these tattooers we know now, they'll be tattooing for five more years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this isn't a hobby for me. It's a career. This is, I'm Life. leaving a mark on someone. Yeah. Skin. You get one shot at that. And you can get it removed and this and that, but no, don't do that. Just take it serious the first time. But the thing is, too, with the following, going back to that, you were, you know, guest artist or whatever, a new hire. If I see they got a crazy following, I'm like, oh, cool, man. Let me go and check your likes. And there's 13 <laughs> likes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you see that a lot. But too, it's weird, man. though, too. Like, there's a, there's a certain number where it's like, okay, bro, that's fake. Yeah. And then there's a number where it's like, oh, that's probably real. He's just not getting exposure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. It's just, listen to what we're saying right now. We're playing numbers. Social media should just be that. Post yeah. your stuff. Give me my exposure. Right. For sure. Yeah. But just focus on your work. Yeah. I just kind of treat Instagram like a virtual portfolio. I throw my post up there. I hope people see it. Talking about like hearing all the younger tattooers complain about it being slow, and a lot of the older this tattooers is, like it's normal. Like, it comes and goes. It happens. You this know? is like you guys getting four dollars a ga in in gas a gallon. Yeah. It's nothing new to me, man. Yeah. And so it's that's like how it's six or seven for y'all over oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah dude, crazy. it mm -hmm. sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but yeah, exactly, dude. Like it's just you get caught up in it. It's not a good thing to do. And then I mean. Obviously, that's like a, a change in the industry that it's occurred. Like Instagram wasn't always around forever. Have you noticed any like recent trends or changes in the industry that you like or don't like? I mean, I think the trend now is like you said, it's just getting how many how many followers you can get. Yeah. How many likes? That's the really big difference I see with it. I think when Instagram first and the like social media really took hold of our industry. I think it was a good thing because it gave the spotlight to artists who were phenomenal and nobody knew who they were. Yeah. Now people are traveling out of the country, across the country to yeah. go see this one tattooer. I think there's a golden era for Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. <clears throat> and I, I would hope that it gets better from here and it starts to get back to normal. But right now, I think the biggest thing that's happening is, like you said, it's super slow. Why do you think people are freaking out about it being slow? Because they're so used to getting all this attention and all yeah. this and that. And so this app or whatever you're choosing is maybe going through some changes in its algorithm or its structure. People freak out. You know, 
I've been doing this long enough to where I know, yeah, the holiday season gets slow. It's nothing new to me. Right. But it's like, in the general sense, is the world more violent today than it was 50 years ago? No, I don't think so. You know what I think it is? Everything's televised now. Yeah. So it yeah. seems like everything's worse. It's not just everything's same, more, bro. more exposure to everything now. Bro, know? back then, the serial killers we had were gnarly. Like, yeah. compared to, I mean, I'm not, they all suck. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know what I'm <laughs> but now, everybody's terrified to even go outside because everything's televised. Right. Yeah. I don't watch the news. You know who gives me my news? Instagram. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But it's always one-sided, one or the other side. Yeah. And that's why I try and just scroll past that, man. It sucks. But I, th- I think that's the biggest thing, man. Yeah. Instagram is taking hold of our lives, or social media is taking hold of our lives so much that now when you slow down and that attention isn't there, you're over-obsessing and overcompensating for something that really was never there. I like to tell people that fame is just a word. Yeah. You know why I say that? The second you stop posting... Instagram, they don't they don't care about your followers. All this stuff goes down. They don't care. Right. You know, and it's, I think people obsess over that. Like how you were saying, like putting all your money into this for what? Yeah. Just do a good job. Be a good person and you'll, you'll be okay, man. You might have to cancel that subscription to Hulu or something, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think about more and more artists doing seminars? I mean, it's everywhere right now. Right. I feel like it's more now. It is a lot more. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> there's some artists that might not like me for this one, but <laughs> if I walk into a seminar and I'm a newer tattooer or experience, and the first thing I see on that side is color theory, I'm walking out. Why? Because I can Google that. Yeah. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. Right. There's nothing wrong with teaching that. I think that's cool if the artist wants to take that approach, but I would hope that someone is teaching something you can't Google. Right. Like, I just did a workshop. And, bro, if I showed you the footage of it, I was brutal with it. I'd go around, they all tattooed fake skin. I was like, stop doing that. That's wrong. Yeah. It's like, so, like, my shop is compared to, like, a chef's kitchen. Cool. If Gordon Ramsay like was there, right. I'm Gordon. Nice. You understand? Yeah. yeah. So, the workshop was like that. Like, I didn't sugarcoat anything. I was the only way you're going to get better is if I hammer down and tell you the truth. Yeah. And so, everybody was tattooing his fake skin. And one of the first things I said is, I'm going to teach you stuff you can't Google. What's the point of going somewhere and them just literally Googling stuff, putting it on the slide? All right, cool. Yeah. Then it's a money grab. I think that the seminars that are good are the ones that teach something that's not readily available online. Yeah. That's where you want to go. So I will never do, like, and there's nothing wrong with this either, but, like, web, um, like the webinars and stuff where you, like, record it and the people, I think that's awesome, like, utilizing it that way. For me, it kills that unique moment it's gone because now people can just buy it yeah. screen record it Share and do this it. and it's yeah. it's and again not hating on it but from my perspective i think that doing that kind of stuff destroys the idea of i'm gonna go to florida for a seminar why yeah. bro i can just download this one for free yeah yeah how, how did you because i've been thinking about doing a seminar right mm-hmm. so now i'm like looking at all these things i'll be honest i bought like five online and they're all bullshit so same and thing. I, yeah, dude. And one of them I paid a lot for. And I knew, like, I knew it was going to be like that. I wasn't surprised. But I'm, like, kind of, like, doing my research now. Uh, and, and I've been asking more and more people that, like, my best guess is they run a, a well-done seminar. Uh-huh. You know? Like, how did you come up with it? Where did you start with that? So, I mean, first off, that would be my question to you. How did you start to formulate a plan 
to teach? I had taken several seminars before I did anything. Right. I had taught some with the shops that I've worked at, and it was a great experience. The one thing that I noticed off the bat is very redundant, very like, I've heard this before. Right. Uh, I've seen this. Like, let me t- teach you about life. <clears throat> yes. Let me use the egg. Yes. Yeah. Now I don't even use a projector. I think it's a waste of time. Yeah. I, I'd rather teach you with experience. Like hands-on. Yeah, hands-on. So when I, when I did my workshop recently, the first day, and I literally tell them, shut up and watch, and I'll tell you when you, can, when you can ask questions. So I tattooed someone, and all the artists, it, was very, it wasn't like a lot of people because I limited. I wanted to make sure everybody got something from it. But they all sat around me and they watched me tattoo the whole day. And then there's moments I said, ask me, you guys can ask questions. And they wouldn't. And everybody, and if you didn't ask me a question, I was picking on you. Right, right. <laughs> and saying, tell me I'm something, so quiet, like, ask yeah. me something. <clears throat> it's better to learn from watching and having an experience with it versus just saying, oh, yeah, just write that down. You know what I mean? So then I got rid of the projector completely. At the end of the day, my subject matter was Kingdom Hearts as a video game. I told everybody, okay, here's a logo for this game. I want you to design a composition that works with this. And everybody's kind of, I think there was a moment of like, oh, shit. Right. No, what right. am I going to do? Well, you should have been paying attention, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking so, see, right look at that's Machines? That, <laughs> that's that forceful learning. That's, yeah. oh, I don't got any other, I don't, I can't run to the corner and be like, I was listening. No, you can't. Yeah. The next day they came in, all the compositions were off. Yeah. And I was like, nope. Get rid of that, move that. Why did you do that? This doesn't make sense. Fix this, do that. And at the end of it all, watching them tattoo, correcting them, it was a good experience, and the feedback I got from them was awesome. Another thing I do, too, is I kept in touch with them. We started a group chat on uh, Instagram. Send me your latest tattoos. I'm going to critique you right now in front of all the other students to see what you're doing wrong or what you can improve on. And... One of the guys, well, he went and won best of day color two days in a row right after the workshop. Damn, yeah. And he's awesome tattooer. He sent me his Aladdin, uh, like, layout for a leg. Yeah. And I was like, nope, nope, yeah, this, nope, get, <laughs> nope, move that, no, this isn't, don't get do that, that change back. that. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, like, yeah. he had an awesome, like, design. But I, I looked at, like, how would I do this? It's not that it was wrong. Right. It was a nice design. But I avoid what I told them in the in the workshop. Don't totem pole. So don't. And there's not. If you want to do that, go ahead. I don't care. Right. Don't get offended by that when I say that. Don't get right. offended by that. <laughs> uh, it's like when you do a portrait or the same scale portrait like this, right. and you're stacking them. Some people do it well. Even if you stagger them a little bit, that's better than stacking. Mm. Anyways, the guy had that kind of going on. I was like, no man, you got to change this. Do that. Do that. And then I got it. I was like, how'd it go? He's all one best color. I'm like, oh, it's perfect, dude. Right. Good for you, dude. Yeah. But I'll never take credit for that, but it's good to know that clearly he got something out of what I was trying to help him with. And he was able to apply it. Yeah. yeah. And that was, to me, again, that's the payoff, right? So when it comes to the seminars or workshops, just do something that you're not going to Google. Yeah. Let them know who you are. Would you, like, write an outline or, like, a plan? Or nope. Would you get specific? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So kind of. Like, we had, like, a checklist of, okay, the first day we're doing this, so I just said, it was basic, like, first day tattooing, there's going to be times for questions, this is the lunch schedule, Yeah. this is in the second day, critique, composition, 
And so there was like little bullet points, but not an actual layout. I like to kind of do things on the fly because I feel like when there's a layout, especially for something like that, I'm going to start to act like something. No, I want you to know who I am. Yeah. I want you to go in there and, and feel like my apprentice will tell you that the, the tensions when you're learning from me, like something like that is like a chef's kitchen. Like it's let's go. No, right. that's wrong. What are you doing? Take those scallops back. They're still raw. Yeah. yeah. That outline is going to blow out. It's going to fall out or whatever. So it's very like to the point. Yeah. Did you have different tiers like beginning? No. Immediate? So dude, I, I welcome artists. So I had people from two years into tattooing to six, 21 years. And I was like, what are you doing here, bro? Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, he was a great, and that's the guy, Aladdin guy. He's an amazing tattooer. Yeah. Great guy. Everybody was really cool there. But it was just, I love seeing that, the vast level of skills in a, in a workshop. Because it's, it's, you can always learn from someone, even if they're beginning your experience. Yeah. You can always, like, self-reflect on what they're being told or instructed to do. Yeah, because I... When I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's, like, a way to, like, share my experience. Yeah, that's, that's like, what you need to do, right? man. That's not something, like, you can Google. That's exactly right? it. Uh, so it's, and then, okay, becoming aware of that and, and, and going, you know, more of a deep dive with that. Do you, it's all in one day you do it? Two days. Two days. Okay. One yeah. day is, is me tattooing. Yeah. I want them to try to mimic what I I'm like doing. I like that. The second day. They're going to try and tattoo like them. And I'll say, stop that. Yeah, You're here yeah, to tattoo yeah. like me. Right. And take what you can away from it. Can you also give that on the list that you gave them, like, kind of the background, like, how it was hard, the struggles that you had? Oh, yeah, bro. So exactly what you said, yeah. When you go to conventions and stuff, that's a lot of what people come up and ask. Is like, yeah. How did you get here? And, like, how did all these different A lot of people ask, like, how it all started. Right. They want to know you. Oh, right. Yeah. So I yeah. think sharing your experience is important. Because I was almost thinking like a two-day thing. Yep. Right? But also like matching like my schedule. Like me. Yeah. 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 So the rule was for me, you didn't leave until I did. Right. And you're there before I put the stencil on. You're watching me from the first steps, turning the lights on, whatever. Yeah. They were there. Because usually I'm home, you know, I wake up at 7, I'm drawing at 7.30. So I was even thinking, like, meet me at the shop at 7.30, we're going to draw the design yeah. for the day, you know, just to see who shows up or whatever. But they'll but, appreciate that, you yeah. know, they'll walk away with that experience, like, oh, I got to live a day in his life. Right. Or that person's life, you know what I'm saying? 10 I think, all right, everyone go to the gym now. <laughs> hey, no, yeah. that's what you do, then you do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I had them do. They knew that they had to be there at this time. And I wasn't waiting for nobody. Like, if you weren't there, you're missing out on it. And everybody showed up on time. Yeah. How long so, was the seminar? Fun, like, the day? Bro. Like, all day, hours? man. We were there. Yeah, eight, ten hours. Yeah. Gotcha. But I'm not going to cut it short because I'm doing a, a workshop yeah. or whatever, you know. And then you gave them an assignment on that first day. Yeah. Go have home. Prepared. Here's the logo for this video game. Take this home. Design something with this logo in mind. Keep, I need you to incorporate this into that design. Yeah. Did you give them an option? Like, you have to do it digitally? You have to draw it? No, I told them, get your, is everybody has iPads, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I said, use your iPad, design something cool. And that was it. Like, the rule was this, the, the logo had to be in it. That's all I cared about. Right. 
And even that alone, their tattooing changed so much. Yeah. It wasn't the same. Yeah. I mean, every time, like, every time we have a guest artist, I'll get a little, like, taste of that. You yeah. Know? And I'll ask for it. And, you know, some, some are more willing to be a part of that or not. We just had one recently, and I was like, you know, he was staying with me. So I was like, every night we were going over my tattoo and how it could be better. Um, and I would get my feelings hurt. You know, that's good. Yeah, it was really good because I, yeah. I was throwing out some fire like I was, you know, because he was there. So I was like and he was just ripping it apart. At the end of the Destruction night. makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's a French guy. And, uh, <laughs> your building crumble. Uh, like uh, yeah. Um, yeah hall. <laughs> but it was it was so fun, dude. Yeah, it was so fun. And um, going back and forth and like. Yeah, because sometimes I get stuck in the routine, and it's like I show up, like I have my design, I do the tattoo, I don't really question it, I take pictures, and we're done. And now I'm questioning stuff. And I'm, like, coming in, I'm like, yo, this is what I had today, this is what I'm thinking, and he'd be like, mm, no. <laughs> oh, all right, what are you, what are you thinking, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And then, like, even halfway through the tattoo, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I made this really dark, so then, like, this will be light, you think I should leave a uh, complete, like, negative space around the whole thing or just brush light chat like these are quite like during the tattoo and it yeah. was fun dude it was fun it got me like inspired about the tattoo and, and all this stuff and we started you know toying with the idea of a seminar maybe doing a collab seminar that'd be good um but it anything to like stay extremely invested and interested in the craft yeah right how often do you do the seminars not very often Gotcha. Maybe once a year. And will you charge for it? Oh, yeah. And then how did you figure out what to charge? I try to keep it around my day rate. Yeah. If I'm giving you a day of my life, yeah, yeah. you're going to pay for that. Of all 24 hours. Yeah, <laughs> all 24 hours. It could. I mean, honestly, man, sometimes it could go that long, but your first one, you're going to go super long because you'd lose track of time. Yeah. The second one and so on, you get, you'll narrow it down. But I just try and keep it fair, like, okay, this is my day rate. We'll go around that. Yeah. Because I know it, it's expensive. I get it. Yeah. But if, you're, if you want to learn, and if I'm going to give you my time, it's not free. Because we've even been talking about, because we'll do, like, an art night uh, here. Sometimes we're doing it once a week. Sometimes we're doing it once a month. But I wanted to start bringing in, like, teachers from the colleges oh, yeah. to like teach the art classes. But then on top of that, we were just talking this week, like, why don't I start bringing in like tattooers to teach their seminars here? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to probably start reaching out, figuring out how to like coordinate that. But I think that would be cool. Like selfishly, like I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll be the first one at the door. Like I'm ready. I don't care if no one else shows up. I'll <laughs> yeah, pay for sure. whatever. First day of school. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But it's, it's, I think that's the difference. You know? Yeah. And I'm so scared of uh, being that tattooer that's been in the industry a long time and, like, just letting it go. Mm. And, like, being like, whatever, it's good enough. You know? Or I'm just going to go. I already peaked. I'm going to go downhill now. I'm yeah. so terrified of becoming that. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you so, go about finding, like, a client for, like, that? I don't. Yeah? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I choose an existing client because the relationship's there. And if I know they can sit really well yeah. for a long time, that's how I choose it. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong with finding a new client, but it, let's say they don't sit well, they pass out, get sick. Yeah. 
You don't want it to affect Hey, I got to go to this concert at 7, bro. Are you? And it's like you don't know the situation. Right. So I just kind of, I had a lot of people reach out. Like, oh, yeah, I'll be your canvas. I'm like, no, I already yeah. have someone. Yeah. Do you give um, that person like a discounted mm-hmm. rate? Or yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I want to teach while I'm tattooing. Well, mainly like, because you get a discount for me because I'm teaching as I'm tattooing you. So it's not full attention, full time on the tattoo. There's yeah. going to be moments where I'm like talking a lot. and I'm not tattooing. Right, Are you typically right. doing maybe like a smaller piece during these? No, two? I started a big piece. Yeah. That Sora that I just finished. Mm-hmm. That's what I started. Okay, there. Okay. I just did his face that day because yeah. I was talking so much, you know. I feel like if they did pass out, I'd be like lesson number seven. Always yeah. have candy. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that too, yeah. Uh, fuck! I got distracted by the door. The okay. Are there any like new things that you're starting or have started recently that are kind of like in that area of like new things, but still tattoo related? Um, like what? What do you mean? Like outside of just tattooing? Yeah, like projects. Or I mean, I know you're you're doing the podcast. Yeah, it's hard to do the podcast just because my schedule is so gnarly. Yeah. But yeah, doing the podcasting, and that's going to be talking a lot about just life. I want to just talk to artists, yeah, like creatives. I don't really care about anything else but that. Right. But beyond that, I mean, then there's the workshops. I, I, I thought about doing like a schedule of workshops because the one thing when I booked this one, it booked up pretty quick. We had a ton of emails of people, oh, I didn't know if I would have known sooner. And I feel kind of that responsibility of giving them an opportunity to do it next time. So maybe I'll do a schedule of it. Yeah. And then we've talked about like, you know, doing other stuff, like making a list of stuff that I use or that you use. And I guess giving people access to that and the knowledge like this, because I'm a big stickler with the equipment that I use. Right. I try and like stay on top of what's like the best stuff. What, you know, how, what's the best way to travel? Yeah. Every convention I go to, man, it's like, well, what is that? Right. What can I, what kind of light is that? What what do you what is that? And yeah. it's like the whole time. So maybe do some stuff with that, like make some like YouTube stuff. I don't know. I don't, I'm not really. I don't like to be the face of anything. I know it's weird it to me, weird. but I feel like it's our responsibility at some point to say, "Hey, right." Well, it's like if you're not, who is? Yeah, right? and nobody's doing that. I mean, there's people doing stuff for sure. Right. I feel like a lot of the stuff online sugarcoated. Yes, might not be honest. I'm going to be straight up with you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you about whatever, you know, and tell you this is what I do. Yeah. You know, because I remember when, when people started polarizing stuff, it was a secret. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell anybody. <laughs> and then I started telling everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, hey, you yeah. got to do this. But here's the thing, like, there's a, that's a big conversation, right? The older tattooers or, or certain tattooers, oh, I don't polarize anything. Okay, cool. But if you don't keep, it's like keeping up with the Joneses, right? You don't keep up to par with what everybody's doing. You're going to fall behind. Yeah. As much as you might not want to do it, you're going to fall behind. Right. It's the truth, man. Right. People want to see cool stuff online. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I get crap for it all the time. Not so much anymore because I get, like, my defenders the co- in the comments. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, bro, I've seen Ben's work in person. It looks just like this. So yeah. just be quiet. Right. <laughs> it's gotten to that point right. <clears throat> where I've tattooed so many people. They see it out somewhere and they're like, oh, Ben did that. And they'll, they'll know, but you just got to do good work. Use a polarizer as a tool, not a crutch. Right. It should never be that. You just want people to see how you see it. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, we're all salesmen. We're trying to sell something. 
Right. And advertise so a product. What I show you online is what I did. If that person doesn't take care of it, that's not my fault. I have people that go to the extreme. My buddy Wes, he's insane with the aftercare. He only cleans his tattoos with distilled water. Not even in the shower. Wow. <laughs> he'll keep it out of the shower and then yeah. he'll get out and then or turn off the water and distill the water. <laughs> Dude, there's something with that. <laughs> his tattoos look like he left yesterday and it's they're like five, six years old. All right. No it's perfect. And he I was notes. like, another, and I remember, yeah. <laughs> and I remember telling him, I was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I don't clean this with anything, but distill the water. Right. And I barely put any ointment on it. And I'm like, and I take notes from my clients. Like, Oh wow. And so I'll tell them that you don't have to do this still water, but you want it to look brand new forever. Take care of it while it's healing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, crazy. Oh, man. Uh, Distilled water. Huh? <laughs> what do you Distilled think about water. That? How do you heal your know. tattoos? You blow kisses at them? <laughs> yeah. Pray. Pray. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, uh, Nate's aftercare is like, yeah, I'm doing Yeah, that. like when you get, I don't know, with like the full color stuff, I definitely like, you, you got to heal them different, you know? Yep. Like my whole left, right leg is full color, wall-to-wall saturation. And with those tattoos, I just kind of like, I let them do their thing, you know, I let them do the process, you know, you keep it clean, yeah. don't moisturize it too much, don't do anything, you know, like with black and gray, you maybe have to clean it once a day, lotion it once a day, and like, that's it, and it's healed in four days, five days, you know, you don't really have to do anything, but like with the scabbing and all that that comes with the color tattoos, you just kind of baby it a little bit, you know, you're, yeah, you just, do. you're just careful with it, I try not to like, I always tell my clients less is more, you know, the, yep, always. do not overcomplicate the healing process, like the less products you use, the better, and then you just keep it simple. That's what I just tell people. Keep it simple. The instant you start, like, mixing products and trying new things and changing schedules, that's when your tattoo starts to get weird and yeah. start healing weird. So keep agree. it simple. Keep it clean, and you'll have a great tattoo at the end of the day, you know? Do you dabble in AI? My man's, that's like my man's photographing <laughs> statues out so, here, dog. I'll give you an example why I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll run into reference that works. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn, that's cool. But I usually blur it out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I like the idea of it. So I think at the most, I've run into what I thought was a painting or something, but it's really AI. And if I can utilize it and not really go into detail, here's why. AI can't do hands for anything. Right. Sometimes the eyes are all weird. Or teeth. teeth. Yeah, yeah, teeth are weird. Spiders, anything with, like, Lines. limbs. Yeah. doesn't work. Um. I was going to do this uh, ladybug on someone in Tahoe. Sick image, dude. Like, amazing image. I'm doing a stencil. I already adjusted all the colors, did my my fucking procreate stuff with it. Dude, I'm doing a stencil, and I'm like, what? A, a ladybug has one slit down its back for the wings. Why is there two? And I was like, wait a minute. And I went back to the source, and it was AI. And it yeah. did a bug completely wrong. And yeah. I destroyed it and started over. Yeah. And I was in Tahoe, so I had to design it on the fly. And it was like, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so after that, I'll never again. I won't yeah. touch it. I think it's really cool. But I think it's made artists lazy because I see a lot of people doing it. Right. You like, know? Fuck it, I'll just put two lines. Yep. yep. And that's all. They don't care. Yeah. You know? And AI as a whole, it's affected. Or I don't know where it stands now, but... These larger corporations don't care about hiring artists no more. Yeah. They're just like, I'm going to do this AI thing. We're good. And then lastly, I just wanted to touch on uh, what's up with the shop and possibly moving. Yeah. So we're down the street from Disney now. I don't know where we're going to end up. And how long have you been there? You said five years? Five years. Okay. 
it's been awesome. Been through a lot of things with that shop. I love it because it's, I mean, we have our hands cemented in the back. Yeah. It's a very, like, thing when we move, I, I consider hiring someone to take that out. Yeah, yeah. And put in, like, a glass box yeah. or something. Um, I need more room. So I don't want to stay close to Disney. It's too far from where I live. Like, I want to move it more to, like, Ontario. Yeah. That'd be nice, you know. And uh, we'll see where we end up. It doesn't, at this point, it doesn't matter. I need more room because I got artists from all over the world coming next year to work right. with me. And that's super, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, it's taken five years, you know. But I've had people like Ben Kay, you know, he worked with us for a while. My buddy Steve, Steve Butcher worked with me for a while. And the whole thing with that stuff, I never go after the clout. I never tag them. They're my friends, man. Yeah. And that's what it's about. But I need more room for what's going to happen. I, I right. want, I want a, a solid room for the podcast so I can do it whenever. Yeah. Cause I hate like telling the girls or whoever's there like, Hey, I'm filming tonight. So just keep it down. I don't want to yeah. do that. So we'll see. Yeah. So you're in the process of looking right now. Everything will stay the same, same shop, same name, same everything, just locations. bigger, more Gothic right. shit. But like, that's exciting, dude. It is right? stressful. It's gro- yeah, I know. It's growing though, right? It is. And then that's that is the that is the exciting part that we are growing. We grew we're growing out of this spot. Right. And I honestly didn't think we would ever do that because I designed it for me. Yeah. No one else. I was trying yeah. to be selfish about it. Yeah. Well, because there's a point I, I just wanted to stay away from everyone in the industry because I just looked at it as a distraction, whereas a good one or a bad one. Getting distracted when you're tattooing or trying to build something is no good, right. you know. So, yeah. So we're just gonna go for more room, more artists, and that's also scary because that's more personalities that you got to deal with. Yeah, more but responsibility. As long as everybody keeps the peace, then it's all good, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, like I know with opening a second shop, it got me to take a look at like all the things with the first shop. Mm-hmm that I did wrong and maybe I could skip that those parts yeah this you know, or even like little things like changing or whatever you know because some of the major changes we made to the shop I didn't make until like two three years in because mm-hmm. I didn't know same same for right. me exactly so are there any things that like come to mind when you're like okay like with this shop I'm gonna do this this way I want the tattooing area to be more private when I opened this shop there was no walls. It was the doors, a desk in the front with a badass yeah. Batman statue on it. That was it. Right. Now I got walls up, right. stations more divided. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's different now. I think more privacy for the artists is How will a must. you create the privacy? I really don't want rooms. Yeah. I mean, if I have to, fine. Right. Rooms can create invisible tensions, like things that aren't really there. Yeah. Or, are you mad at me, bro? Yeah. You didn't say hi to me when you are passing by kind of thing. I just want it to be more of a big area, like kind of like how your shop in the back is, yeah. where this is like cool common area and you're tattooing here, but in the back's more private. Yeah. Like you got to get to the artist. Right. So this next one for sure, it's going to be more of a, okay, I don't know where they're tattooing. Oh, they're back here yeah. kind of thing. And then like the rest of it, make it like a gallery or something. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see how that comes together. I love the aesthetic of your shop right now. It's yeah, super people cool. come by all the time and it's like, yeah. We're not in the best area. We're not in the worst, but we got the homeless. We got all that stuff in Anaheim. Yeah. Oh, and people walk into the shop. It's like, what is this doing here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. A, that's the effect that we get. I like that. So it's <laughs> yeah. cool, man. Yeah. 
That's we awesome. kind of get that on this street too. Yeah, it's yeah, like definitely. all residential, yeah. and then people were like, "It's not too bad outside." But no, no, no. But like they see like all this residential, oh, and they like come in yeah, here, yeah. and they're like, "What is this doing here? This yeah. is kind of cool, you know?" Well, that's awesome, though. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. You got anything else there? Unless, how much time you got? Are we running out? Yeah, yeah. it goes by quick. Yeah. Oh, it does, especially when you're having. We good lose track combo. of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're fun though. Show yeah, it's cool. Go to the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> ben, thank you so much for joining no us problem. today, man. Thank it was you for awesome. Yeah, been waiting you. for this podcast for super long, literally since Philly. You know, been super yeah, excited yeah. since yeah. for this one. Cam, thanks, man. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode <laughs> of Unemployable, and we'll catch you guys next time. Awesome.